It's the it's the Probably copyright laws. It's the 87 podcast. Definitely getting copyright. It's your man's tone. Y'all know uh the other owner of this thing. If y'all don't know, he'll tell you who he is. It's the 87 podcast. It's your boy Ghost, man. Got a cold, so I'm gonna sound even more nasally than I already do. Hey Ghost, let me ask you a question. What you kind of luggage question? Then? What kind of luggage you bring? Bringing all my luggage and it's Louis. And it's motherfucking Louis. In case y'all don't know, it's Saturday night. College football has just started. Um, it's going on as we speak. But um, we're going to hop right into it. Uh, Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, left uh, Jackson State to become the head coach of Colorado. Needless to say, it was a lot of um, negative media, a, neg- a lot of negative reception. To him going to Colorado, not from us. We we supported the decision. He had to get the bag. He had to elevate his coaching. He brought both his sons with him. He brought uh, Travis Hunter with him. And uh, a lot of people expected them to be terrible. Some people even went as far as to say they had the worst roster in college football. Some people even went as far as to say they, w- they was going to lose by 20 and a half. Vegas said they was going to lose by 20 and a half. And um, now here we are, opening weekend of college football, and goes what? What Colorado do today? Colorado shocked the world today, and uh, pop TCU forty five forty two number seventeen TCU national runner up TCU facts, and we're gonna reach world champion TCU facts. That's big, and that's the division. Uh, that's the conference Colorado was going to next year, leaving the uh, 
the Pac-12 in fucking pieces because everybody's in left nine. I'm going to just read y'all some stats real quick before we, before we had a conversation. Shador Sanders, Deion's son, threw – for 510 yards, he went 38 for 47, 80%. Four touchdowns, no picks. Um, didn't have much of a running game today, but he had four receivers with 100 or more yards, including Jimmy Horn Jr., whose dad played for the New Orleans Saints, Xavier Weaver, uh, Dylan Edwards, a true freshman, had three touchdowns. And then uh, the, number, the, um, the man that was the number one recruit two years ago, Travis Hunter also played receiver. Matter of fact, he played 129 snaps in his first high-level Division I football game, caught 11 passes for 119, and on top of that, he had a pick. Then Deion's other son, Shiloh, led the team in tackles with 10. So a lot was made about Deion leaving HBCU to go to Colorado. A lot was made about him using a transfer uh, transfer portal to um, get players, telling his um, guys the first night he was at Colorado, I'm bringing my luggage in as Louie. Some of y'all are not going to be here. Um, a lot was made about, you know, a lot has been made about Dion. period. Um, what what does today say and where does today rank in, in, in college football history for, for what he was able to accomplish in his first game coaching at this level? Well, I can't say what happened. How how it ranks in college football history, but I do know that that was a huge accomplishment. Like I don't think people are going to understand how amazing what he just did was mm-hmm. taking a team that lost twenty seven straight road games, the longest of any team in the AP era. One and eleven last year. Went one and eleven last year. I think won three games in the last two seasons mm-hmm. prior to him getting there. To go from that to beating the national runner up from the season before, like we said, Big Ten cha- Big Twelve champion, sorry. Currently ranked as the top seventeenth team in the country. At their house. As an opening game, <laughs> right? With eighty plus Transfers, eighty plus transfers. Returning three starters from last year. I mean, which is not saying much because they only won one game last year. Um, and then, uh, granted, you know, a lot of the kids from Jackson State are there. They played together, so they did have some type of camaraderie. But the level of competition is vastly different than what they played in the SWAC last year. And that's not even just getting it to having a cupcake game, like you said, they playing the national runner-up, the defending Big 12 champion in the first game. Yeah, that was, it was it was impressive. Um, I had to be a dad today, so I had to go on walks and play catch. So I didn't get the chance to catch the game, but I swear to God I was watching every highlight I could, every key play, everything that popped up on Twitter I was watching, and it looked like the boys was balling. I'm, I know for a fact it's going to be somewhere where I can watch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but just what it meant, you know, f- the accomplishment for Dion, for the kids, you know, a lot of people wanted them to fail today. Like a lot of people wanted them to go in there and get blew out by 40 points so they could say, I told you so. They're not ready. It's from HBCU. Yeah, it's a different type of. Yeah, exactly. It's a different monster. And even if they, you know, because – 
if you look at their schedule, we both you know already said that they got some some games. So they gonna they're gonna have an opportunity to prove that they belong. Mm-hmm. But even if they do, maybe split the other big games, that's a huge accomplishment in itself. Because I already said I said I, if they become bowl eligible or win even win four games, that's an accomplishment for Dion. But coming out like this, mm-hmm. when nobody had faith in them, nobody. Pat, nope. Pat McAfee picked them, but Pat McAfee picked them. Almost in a jokely way, because he said, "Like they very well may be beat by forty points today, but I won't have an opportunity to do this again." So it was just like, "Shit, I'm taking a shot in the dark." Really, like I don't really think he really thought they were going to win. It was just like, "Yeah, they they could be they could lose by forty, or they could get it done like they did today." Because I didn't think they were going to win today. I'm not going to lie to you, mm-hmm. but I also thought twenty points was a lot. I'm like, Dion is not about to lose by no 20-plus points. I don't give a damn who he playing. And they call their roster the worst in college football. And you looking at you looking at a team that off today, they got potentially how the season play out. If they, if they keep up even half of that, you got three Heisman candidates. Because those are seemingly the three people on their offense that's going to get the ball the most. And then, mind you, Travis Hunter goes back and plays defense and played pretty damn well at at cornerback today. A hundred percent. Like, getting the interception on the play, like Go said, like, that wasn't even his man. He he read that play to the T, made a um, a quick decision, got the interception, went and dove for that. In the NFL, that's a, a pick six going the other way. Just his instincts and the fact that, you know, he young, so, you know, we thinking – you know he played a hundred. He played one hundred and twenty nine snaps total, offense and defense. You know people. You know he young. He should be. Listen, you playing major Division one college football. Not only that, you playing against one of the best teams in the country. Your first game, it's nerves, it's butterflies, it's excitement, but it's also they're coming at you as well. They're testing you. That how you were not tested. You know, playing for for Jackson State, where they wasn't really throwing to his side, they were scared of him. They was throwing at him today. It was some passes caught on him, but he had a lot of breakups, and of course, he had the the interception. So, but that just goes to show that that number one player in the country was not a fluke. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a fluke. Like he earned. He's that. that good. Yeah, he's that good. He's going to be playing on Sunday soon. He's going to be playing. And it's deserved. It's deserved. And hearing the way Prime thanked God and how he told people he keep his receipts, and Prime kept his receipts. And I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of prominent writers and um, people in that sports media field from the jump when the decision was announced and leading up to the game in the beginning of the season, just kind of had no faith in Prime, no faith in Shador. No, you know that that they'd be able to turn it around. Now they could go ahead and lose the rest of their games this year, which I don't think they will. But it's just the fact that on this stage at this level, with nobody really picking them, the way he was able to coach those guys up was was a sight to see, and it's a breath of fresh air because now more than ever, their eyes on the Colorado Buffalo football program. And people are going to take to this team. And people are not going to like – one thing Dion said in the, in the clip I seen on Twitter, 
the one thing the world is afraid of is a confident black man. 100%. And Dion is confident. He's been confident since we first laid eyes on him at Florida State. He carries that confidence, that swagger, and he instills that into his kids, and you see it come out of them. Prime don't feel like he's um, not in the same league as other teams or other coaches. He feels like, I deserve to be on this stage. I deserve to be here. And it shows, and he exudes it, and, you know, his team exudes it. And college football got a problem on their hands. There's no telling how long, you know, he's going to be there. But I almost, in a way, liken this to when Coach Cal got to Kentucky. And they had been one and dones, but nobody has has done it quite like John Calipari has done it. He's like the godfather that nobody has really – Use the transfer portal the way seemingly Dion has remodeling his whole team. And when people see this, I seen Travis Etienne Jr., who plays for the uh, Jaguars. I seen him say, I think his brother played the Florida somewhere. He was like, maybe my brother should go play for Prime. Like, that's going to start happening. All these, oh, for sure. All these major schools, I'm not saying Colorado is about to win a national championship or nothing like that. But when Dion says we coming, please believe that. The landscape of college football is about to change, especially with whole conferences, historic conferences, basically getting taken out and revamped. Like, there is no more Pac-12 pretty much after next year, the year after that. Stanford is going now to the ACC, which is crazy logistically. But at this point, it's all about money and just having these power conferences, the power five, as they say, be the mainstay in football. The rest of you teams – you figure out what the hell y'all going to do. But this isn't college basketball where you can get lucky and get a championship run. I doubt it. So the landscape of college football is slowly changing. And I'm not even going to say slowly. The landscape of college football is changing. Coach Prime did that today. And like you said, they're afraid of a confident black man. We got Y'all got a problem on your hands, college football. I can't wait to see. They play Nebraska next week. Was used to be a, a big rivalry when they were both in the Big 12 when it was the Big 8. Right. So, I mean, he get another chance. I think that's their first home game. It's going to be on ESPN. So, now he's getting seen. Shador, Travis Hunter, um, Dylan Edwards, the freshman, all these guys that didn't really get the opportunity to be seen playing at HBCU are now getting this national exposure. And these scouts and stuff are getting, you know, able to see these guys play now. And, and I only feel like it's up for, for Dion in Colorado. You think what? I only think it's up from from today oh, for, oh, for, for sure. Those guys, like for sure, like I said, win, lose or draw. Today is the biggest stepping stone for them. Mm-hmm. Like they show that they belong. They can compete with the best of them. I like the, what Shador said. Not to cut you off, I like what Shador said when he said, uh, "This the most passing yard I think I ever threw for in my life." Right, and they said I was just in the HBCU. Right. I did this my first game. Right. <laughs> um. I just like I'm happy for the kids. Obviously Prime mm-hmm. Prime's gonna get what Prime deserves because he's Prime. Yep. Um but I'm just happy for the kids because one thing I don't like about writers and analysts and everything, you have a job to do, but at the end of the day you still shitting on kids. Yep. You know? And they just are blessed to have the opportunity to showcase their talent. And now these kids who a lot of people, damn near, called them write-offs, right? Like, they're the yep. nobodies. Like, 
And then a lot of people didn't like what Prime said. Like, he want kids that come from single-parent households from the hood because they, they got have a hunger. A, they got a hunger, like, and they dogs. And that's what everybody I've seen on social media. Prime got some dogs out there mm-hmm. because they playing with a chip on their shoulder. They're playing with a passion that, you know, kids that come from certain demographics or go to certain schools that have a little arrogance about them because they're at a certain high major D1 or mm-hmm. or one of the more prestigious universities that kind of got looked over. You know, like they playing like we about to show you. Like TCU didn't recruit me. Coach Prime took a liking to me, and I'm about to run through a wall for this man. Deion was a coach in Texas for a long time. Like that's his home base. Yeah. Like TCU ain't even look at Shador Exactly. Shido. And now they tan your ass up. Mm-hmm. So – it may change the landscape of a lot of things, not necessarily um, at the demographic, because I think a lot of the bigger schools do go into the inner city looking for the you know some of the best talent. It's gonna but, change re- transfer. But, but I, I I think they're going to look at the transfer portal way differently. If they end up doing something where you can only transfer once and play right away, if you transfer again, you got to sit. I'm I'm going to say that's the the Deion Sanders rule. Because depending on how much success they have and the way he, he's going to get the success this year, at least from. Oh, for sure. Oh, they're going to look at that like. Oh, yeah, no, but I mean, it's the same things happening in basketball, too, though, man. Like, you but have, got, we, but have we seen that happen to. Well, we haven't. We don't know how it's going to pan out. Yeah, yet. that's what I'm saying. Like when we get a team like. Not like a Duke, or maybe a Duke I or mean, Kentucky get transfers, like five or six transfers in turn. I mean, um, Houston had a lot of transfers on one of their teams. Yeah. With um, Sasser. Uh, yeah. Yep. Houston had a lot of transfers. And, I mean, when you start seeing big-time players like we did this past summer, with like Dickinson. Hunter leaving, Caleb Love leaving. He had Arizona, right? Yeah, like Javon Query leaving. Mm-hmm. Like These guys were – shit, All Alabama was – the number one team in the country, damn near all year last year, and they started point guard left. Yeah. So when you start seeing things like that, but if they all start landing in one spot, it's different. You know, and they start making super teams in college. <laughs> you know, but to be honest, though, I don't understand why it doesn't happen. I guess I guess you could say Kentucky had a couple super teams when they had four and five, five-star, but they're freshmen. I still a super team. Yeah, but they're still freshmen, though. Yeah. Like, that's just, we all want to play together instead of, yo, we all sophomores. Let's all go to UCLA. Shout out to the Fab Five for creating that. Yeah, so um, when that starts happening more and more in the collegiate level, when the athletes start to dictate like they do in the NBA, I got. I think they'll change it. You think we might see um, – I'm looking at – well, no, it's not going to happen now because – Cooper Flag is going to be coming into school next year, so um, Cameron Boozer still have another year. I was going to say logically, I would think Cameron Boozer would want to go to Duke, per se, even though Coach K ain't there. But him and Cooper teaming yeah, up, but Duke was still having some recruiting classes, which is surprising to me because I don't think Shire is the most amazing. But I think the coaches they got are a little younger. Um, yeah. I know one guy; he was the center. I forget his name. And then um, it's like another guard that's not too far removed from it, so I know he. Oh, kinda, for sure. I and mean, then it's still Duke. Bro. Yeah, that that's the thing. Duke is a, is you 
know, as Frank Lucas wants to say, that's a brand name like Pepsi. Like Duke is a brand name. Damn near, I would say, the biggest brand name in college basketball at this point. You think so? Yeah, it's Duke. I just feel like like UCLA was that for a long time. And, I mean, it's still UCLA, but they haven't won. You say think, Duke over Kentucky. Yeah, because they won more. Yeah, but I don't doesn't make, necessarily make them a bigger brand. I think they got some. I mean, Kentucky was that at one point too. Then fell off in their back. Like I, I when you think of like if you ask somebody, man, what school you hate, Duke? Yeah, okay. The hate and the bigger brand are two different things. I think. Well, I, I look at it like, oh, I see what you're saying. I look because at because like, now that Coach K is not there, I don't think Duke is as hated, as hated, or as as heralded the way it used to be. I mean, yeah, he's not there, but I mean, it's still. Yeah, I mean, still do like if Cal leaves, like of course it's gonna be different. But I mean, look what he built for Kentucky. But I get it, like like if you Cal think, was to leave, bro, the Kentucky would not be. Depending on who they get, they gotta go. You know who they gotta get? Who? Coach K. <laughs> or you get some? I mean, I mean, because who was the coach before Cal? Exactly, um, dude. That was Billy Gillespie. Mm-hmm. And before him was Tubby, wasn't it? And before him was Rick Patino. So, see, yeah. Billy Gillespie is the eye one out of that exactly. group. Exactly. So, yeah, you got to get it. And college so different now. Like, it's not a bunch of – it's not really a bunch of big names. Like, I mean, they older. Like, they starting to leave now. Coach K, Coach Bayheim. You know, you still got Izzo. and Bayheim's like still coaching, ain't he? No. Syracuse got him up out of there. He used retirement as the – Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so this is the first year? Yeah. Okay. Like, you know, like Shaka Smart was looked at as one of those names, but he hasn't really had the success. Yeah, but he's also at Texas. Yeah, I mean, not not their brand, of course, but, I mean, Texas has had a run with a lot of NBA talent over the years. They've had some NBA they guys. one and done, man. But still NBA talent. Yeah, still but good. I'm just saying, like, because Rick Barnes at Tennessee, and they're about to be amazing this year. Who? Rick Barnes at Tennessee, I think. Yeah, that was used to be Texas coach, right? Yeah. Yeah, he coached during that during that boom. Yeah. Like, um Man, they, he got some shit coming. Yeah. So, you know, it's just it's just how you go about it. You would need a you would need a name. Like you would need a name if Cal was to leave. Like, cause he don't have nobody on. I, I think what's gonna end up happening is just gonna more NBA guys gonna start being in college. Oh, coaches. definitely. Yeah. We we definitely enter in that phase. I think like Damon started because I, cause I think Bonzi Bonzi just got Put on staff with somebody this year. He was coaching at a, a HBCU. Okay. He just left. Is she still coaching with Penny? Yep, he's still on his staff. But I think Penny will end up leaving Memphis soon. Yeah, they be getting too much. Yeah, they they they, they not messing with shit off. Yeah, they not messing with them. Yeah, and, it's, and it's not. I don't. It's not Memphis. The NCAA not fucking with Penny. Yeah, but that's because Penny started out in the grassroots. So. To this day, you still probably not touching no kid from Memphis unless you go through Penny, and they don't like that. But that's the way you're supposed to do it. Like you attach yourself to a program. That's how it should be. I mean, it's how it is with with Chicago. Like you got to go through Main Streets and Mac Irvin, and if you're not, they're not fucking with you, and you never get no kids from them. So, yeah. Um, the problem is the NCAA just wants to run everything, and people are like, no, fuck y'all. And I think that's how it should. And basketball, at least. I think of football, the way football football moving like renegades. Like, because I be thinking about how the football shit move and then how it affect basketball. Because it's a lot of rivalries 
like in football and basketball. So I'm not following you. No, like you know, conferences changing and things like that. How could it? It can affect certain conferences in those sports, like the Big Ten getting all those schools. Now you know football. Of course, it's football, but not even your basketball. The way you recruit, they're gonna change because now you're getting all these Pac-10 schools coming in. That's gonna be different. But so when they leave, are they leaving in just certain sports? Some are. Some um, can be independent in certain sports and go. But for the most part, you taking that to that new conference, like Stanford and Cal coming to the ACC. So and now they that's bring in just the major sports, or yeah. See, unless you like Notre Dame, like Notre Dame play ACC. Um, you know, they got those five games or four games against ACC teams, and then they play. But basketball, they in that. They ACC. are in the ACC. Yeah. yeah, but they ain't have to be. Like they could have went and played in the Big Ten if they wanted to. Like you got stuff like that. So, I mean, it's it's interesting to 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 say the least the way college is changing, and they they need to give up more of that NIL money. All these teams. The, pro- the problem is a lot of. Every state isn't an NIL state yet. That's, like, it's not? No, because oh. we're not yet. That's why Hunter was like, yeah, I'm out of here. I see. I didn't know that. That yeah. probably is another reason why Caleb Love. I mean, we heard. I think we both heard something else about why. Yeah, but but, yeah. I be thinking about that, too, because, like, these teams get these revenue sharing from the conference and stuff. You know, the bigger the team, the more the revenue you right. get. So even with them leaving, like, st- just reading Stanford and them, them leaving – they get like thirty percent of the ACC revenue, but like Clemson gets a lot based off of football. But then Duke and Carolina get a lot from the TV deals because you know all these conferences gonna get network deals and TV yep. exclusive deals. Like all the, all this shit is is a money grab, and it's a lot of moving parts and shit. So it's just a lot yeah. Of but to see. at the end of the day, um, I I think we're losing sight that it's about these kids being marketed up mm-hmm. with their abilities. Yeah. You know, like people are so caught up on how is this guy making this in college? Well, overseas, these kids are pros already mm-hmm. at these ages. So why can't he get paid? If he is the top 1% of what he does, he should keep be paid like it. Definitely. Top 1% of people who in the professional field that are not athletes get paid handsomely. Mm-hmm. You know, so what's the difference? What's the difference? I I never understood that, and once we remove the stranglehold that the NCAA has over this quote unquote amateurism, because it's not amateurism, it's not <laughs> it's exploitation. That's all it is. Because what what other amateur? Governing body because that's what they are has deals that the NCAA has like they make billions every year. Like you know one thing I thought about and it probably wouldn't make sense for basketball but you get draft like what if basketball was like baseball and you get drafted in college but say you get drafted by it's a shitty team in basketball the Wizards like the NBA yeah the Wizards fucking Pistons the Pistons. Let's say they draft you number one. Now nah, I'm gonna go back to school. I mean, they kind of did it, but kind of not. Yeah, they get they gave you the chance to withdraw. Yeah, and go back. But like, just imagine how crazy it would be. Like baseball, you get drafted. 
Mm. But see, the only difference is in baseball, if you go to school, you got to stay three years. I see. I did not. Okay. You just yeah. Okay. I did not so, know that. So if you decide to come back. If you go early. Huh? So, like, if you enter the draft, as a, you can enter the draft from baseball as a freshman. Well, you can't really enter. Yeah. They can just draft you. That's how they, they can go. just draft you. Yeah. Okay. So, if they draft you as a yeah, freshman. but, like, if you decide to go, you got to go for three years. Like, ain't no, I'm I'm declaring early, none of that. Okay. See, why? I never knew that. Yeah. Okay. So, then basketball, I I, it's probably a way you could do that, but. Yeah. I mean, they're already making you come to school. For a year. I, well, I, I'm hoping. I mean, next. just one year removed from high school, but but then now you got the the G, you know, now you got the the G League and yeah. Stuff but like I that. mean, you go to the right school, you're gonna make more than a lot of guys in the G League, unless you got a hell of an agent. You know, like and we've seen agents work wonders for some of these people. Yeah. Shout out Jalen Brown, agent. Shout out. Uh, Told you. Shout out Jalen Brown too. Oh yeah, for signing that deal. And then even more so, Toronto. going to play in the big three yeah. all-star game, man. First active NBA player to do that, man. Yeah, that's, that's that, that was dope as hell to see. Showed a lot of love. That, that's a lot. For, I mean, once that ink dry, you're getting that, that money, so it don't matter what you do after that. Facts. And he's been talking about how he wanted to, like, bridge the divide between the NBA and the big three and also um, black communities in Boston because Boston is a very racist place. So, um Salute to Jalen Brown, though, man, for even doing it. I hope that means we're going to get more uh, NBA guys doing think stuff so. like that. I think the NBA is going to end up putting a clause in people's contracts. That had to be a team, though, right? Yeah, it's going to be the NBA going to tell people, like, yo. But that's like like Michael Jordan had that um, love of the game clause where he can hoop anytime. any. But um, that's what I say Michael Jordan. So maybe exactly. But if I pay you $300 million, you Michael Jordan. <laughs> oh, yeah, because that's more than Michael Jordan ever got paid exactly. any of his contracts. So, you know what I'm saying? And salute to the uh, – we don't talk about the big three too often, but, you know, since we had a hometown hero. Absolutely. Hometown legend, not hero. Go hometown – excuse me, hometown legend. Jordan Crawford played on the uh, the enemies, which was Nick Young's team. They beat Iso Joe and um, – I forget the name of their team. It don't matter. They lost. Um, Jordan put up 23, hit the game, winning three. Pretty much could be the MVP – of the season. I think it was really sure. between him and Michael Beasley, but for sure. Jordan put on, they got a um the Crawford family got their uh their cafe opening soon too, the Craig Cafe. But shout out to Jordan, shout out to Joe, Willie Mack. Shout out to Jordan though for for showing NBA team cuz I know some I know it gets out. Those clips get around. He's not getting signed though, bro. He 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 definitely is one of those people that even if you're not going to play him, he could be that vet that those teams Oh, 100% need. agree in that, but I just think age-wise they're not they not fucking with him. Thirty four. Yeah, they not. Even though I, a hundred percent, he can average like fifteen right now. I'm about to say a hundred percent have faith in his abilities that he could definitely score. They not fucking with him, but he should have been like the last. Well, Jordan been out the league about six years. It's twenty three. Um, has it been that long? Maybe I know he came back. He was on New Orleans with Anthony Davis and Boogie, and that's kind of right before. Anthony Davis got traded, so maybe about five years. He should have been in the league that entire time. Yeah. Like, to this day, I still have not seen many people that can just put the ball in the basket. I don't care how it gets there, what it looks like. I still have not seen many people that can put the ball in the basket better than Jordan Crawford. And I want to say his last 
game coming off the bench for Golden State. He had like forty or something. Like, he played with New Orleans he, after that. But he always says like, make shots, University, and that's what he does. He just puts the ball in the hole, bro. You may not like how it looks, should how look, he goes about it. Should look nice in the big three, but because I know I, I've seen a lot of people say he has an irky jerky game. You know, the people start getting into this whole facade about how smooth shit look. I mean, because you got guys who just smooth and just look fluid, like Kyrie. Paul George. Like Paul George. Shit, even, what you call it, like Devin Booker game is smooth. Shea. Yeah, like that shit just looks effortless, but some niggas just put the ball in a hole, bro, and he's one of them. He does it quite nicely. So, salute to Jordan, man. Absolutely, I was happy for him. But I kind of knew when Jordan got, when Jordan decides to do it, I'm like, man, they're not going to be able to fuck with him. Because nope. he's like, like a lot of the guys that are playing there are past their NBA playing days. Like He can still play. He can still play, like, at a high, high level, bro. I remember I used to go up to a high velocity, man, and, like, just the way he would just score the ball. Like, you could tell, like, guys in there really trying, and then you could tell him, like, how he could just turn it on and off, on and mm-hmm. off, on and off. Like, yeah, no, this motherfucker different, though. And he came and played in those runs that a lot of guys come back and they don't really fuck with because he played in all of them. Yeah, like so. Salute to and didn't have to because he was the richest motherfucker out of everybody Man. pulling up in the the big big bins. So that's just you know because he got real league money. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He had an NBA vet like getting a pension. He can get all of that. And he's but, known. Yeah, like and but he he pull up at all them runs, give niggas buckets, still hollering at niggas too. Like he. He a real one. Salute to Sizzle, man. Good, good to see him. Uh, have to remind these motherfuckers how how nice he is, you know. So salute to him. Uh, speaking of uh, hoops, of course, FIBA is going on. It's kind of uh, we getting to the meat of the tournament. Pause if necessary. Um, hey, one of your favorites got knocked out. Who? Who I have? Canada. Canada. Yeah, that's with Dylan Brooks on that team. Not gonna go nowhere with Dylan Brooks. Seen Memphis. Houston gonna start off good and then falter. Like Not gonna lie, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, I mean, you put Wiggins and Jamal Murray on that or you just put Wiggins on that team and relegate Dylan Brooks to the bench. Wiggins, uh, Shea, cause Shea had some real good games. Um, RJ Barrett, them type guys, like, you know. RJ Barrett didn't play no defense. He he doesn't play defense. Like that shit crazy how bad it is. Like, normally, like, when you get in them type of – in those type of settings, you start seeing guys try. Because, like, I was telling I was telling my son this. I'm like, the, the USA's bread and butter right now is their defense. Like, they mm-hmm. sitting in passing lanes. They checking. Jaron Jackson is literally a one-man stopper, anything in the paint. Defensive player of the year. And they're playing. They check like they're check like everybody that hits the floor is checking. Who's impressed you the most out of what you've seen? I don't know how many games you've seen. Halliburton, Halliburton, yeah. Because Austin Reeves is doing what he did on the Lakers. I just think I don't think a lot of people really paid attention to he's it. Playing next to Brian and AD, yeah, and but Westbrook. Like, like he's like he's like that's what he's doing. He's but been. They doing. still think he like this white boy that plays. No, for the white Lakers. boy, white boy can hoop. Yeah, um, he nice. <laughs> Honestly, you know who surprised me the most? Brandon Ingram and his lack thereof. He don't look like he's interested in being – he don't look like – let me not say – well, no, he don't look like he's interested in being there. He also don't look like the type of guy that can take a back seat on a team like that. 
to just to, just to me, and okay, it could so, be he just looks uninterested as well because how Steve Kerr is playing him. But yeah, I mean, it, so I loved Bi on the team because of his length and you know scoring ability. Mm-hmm. But I'm noticing Bi is not for that team. Yeah, because because the ball doesn't stick on that team at all. No, so they playing Steve Kerr type basketball. And B.I. is the one that yeah, swing, swing, I'm about to dribble this bitch for six seconds and get to my shot. Like, Anthony Edwards, people are falling in love with Anthony Edwards right now because they see how fluent his game is or how many different ways he can put the ball in the hole. He can be the ISO player you want. Mm. I can get you all all the moves you want. Good pass. I can be the off-ball Swing that bitch to me late in the shot clock and hit the open three. Mm-hmm. I can play mid to high post because that's what he's been killing a lot on, the mid-high post, catch that bitch. Either I'm driving past you, pulling up. I can play in transition. I can play in transition. I can I can play ball-dominant facilitator. Like, Anthony Evers give you all the facets of a basketball player in this, in this FIBA. Brandon Ingram doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. And then... Anthony Edwards is also playing like one through three, one through four because of his stature. Like the mm-hmm. motherfucker strong as an ox, Definitely. athletic than a bitch. He about and, 22. Yeah, and he plays defense. Brandon Ingram does not play he, and defense. And he takes on, and I noticed this during the regular season, he takes on the challenge of checking yes. the best player. Yes, he plays defense, bro. Like Brandon Ingram don't check a fucking soul. So it's just like Steve Kerr, like, I'm not about to be the motherfucking coming here and lose. I'm gonna play the best eight niggas. Okay, I, I lied. Halliburton is not the one who surprised me the most. It's been back uh Bankero. But I also said that when coming in, I'm like, man, I like Paolo on his team. Who he who he remind you of? He doesn't, bro. I'm he doesn't. To think of a, like, like I was at, when I first when he first got got big in in, in high school. And then when I start seeing him playing in college, I wanted to say Boozer kind of. But he's more agile than Boozer was. Like he doesn't. Like he I don't I can't say who he He doesn't maybe Grant kinda. Grant Hill? Yeah. But his stature nah, is only because he bigger. don't he don't well, we haven't seen him like off the rebound bring it up. Yes, all but the see time. you that's cause you didn't watch the Magic. Orlando. Yes, okay. he does. And that's crazy because they got a bunch of guards on the yeah, team. Yeah, but he does. Know. He can do that. No, like, I ain't saying he, like, he like, can't. Like, like, like maybe Grant, maybe, maybe Grant. But the only thing, how tall is Grant Hill? Six eight. So they're about the same size. Yeah, they're about the same size. I see a little because of his size and kind of how his mid to post game. I see a little, little shades of mellow. Not with the jab stuff and stuff, but just because of his stature, how he built. And Melo was 6'8", but he was also quick and agile. He could move. He wasn't fast, but he was quick. He kind of like these, – these three players have some – like a little bit of similar type game to me only because of how they built. Melo, Paul Pierce, and Glenn Robinson because of their body type and the fact that they could play inside and out, but they was big. They weren't necessarily fast, but they were deceptively quick but they were strong as hell. So if they get it in that mid post, they can face up, they can hit that jumper, they can drive and spin, and they kind of could just bully you. I, I'm 
real cautious about comparing people to Melo for the yeah, simple fact <laughs> that I don't I think Melo's footwork oh ridiculous is underrated. Like people just see him, you know, turn over these shoulders, no, fade away. Footwork crazy. Like Melo footwork was amazing, bro. Him, like, Kobe, and Elijah Wan, just yes. to me, those like the three best Yes, footwork I've ever seen. Yes, and I've been trying to work on footwork with a couple of my players who I see could play like some high level college basketball, mm-hmm. and that's the main thing these kids are lacking. Everybody can do a euro, but everybody can't do a reverse pivot into a spin move to an up or under with the right footwork. You know what I'm saying? Face up or catch it off the catch it off the pass. Go right to left, dribble. You might step like, or they just don't know how to catch the ball, do a move, hot step, land on two feet, so you can have a a pivot off either one. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then pivot up and under, like they just it's just so much. And then the moves that they're doing, right? Like I love creativity. Like I'm on Instagram. I love all of these trainers doing all of this shit. I watch so much basketball it's ridiculous and i pick stuff apart and i see people doing moves and i'm like man that move is amazing but if you did this it would be even better because now you got so many options because mm-hmm. one of my favorites small guards one of my favorite small guards ever is Tawan border like ever shout out tp and he always said he just trains his kids like never let someone put you in a situation that you can't get out of Mm-hmm. Right, like so, don't let anyone ever check you, and you don't have a move, a counter, and a counter to that. And a lot of these kids don't have that. Like they have a go-to move, but not a counter. But they don't, they don't know what happens if I just cut off this side of your body, or if I just wall up. Because they just so dependent on that move, they just. It's think. not even that they they just don't have the correct footwork to even give themselves the opportunity to. Okay, like if I wall up on you. And I'm taking away your whole left side. Like, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Are you going to try to just muscle through it? Are you going to now sh- try to shift my weight? Then you can get around. Like, they don't understand that part of the game. And that's how I know a lot of kids just don't watch hoop. They just watch highlights. Like, they just don't watch it. Like, they just like to play it. Yeah. Like, you are oh, you talking about just not even highlights? They don't watch They don't watch basketball. basketball game. No, they just don't watch basketball. Like, y'all not watching what these niggas doing? Because, like, I don't like Chris Paul, but the way Chris Paul mean Lippy Lates picking Rose is fucking beautiful. He's the that I can remember point guard because D Wade was good. D Wade was great at splitting the defense, but he's really for this modern era one of the first people I've seen get the pick and roll, call for the pick, and just split it instead of just going traditional. I might fake left, go right, or fake right, go left. But the reason he can do that is because people are so conscious about how he manipulates pick and rolls. So it's just masterful how he how he sets it up. Mm-hmm. And then once he sets it up, he is no longer worried about the defender that's checking him. Right. It's all about reading the big that's going to help. Either he's going to show, he's going to drop. And it helps our defense. Because he already know where you're going to be. You're going to be pinned under my big. I'm going to seal and throw, throw the uh, high-low. Or you're going to be behind me. And once I, once you're behind me, what the fuck am I worried about? So that's one thing that is masterful about. Why you like Chris Paul, though? I don't like Chris Paul now. Oh. I don't. I just don't. I didn't. I just didn't like the whole Phoenix shit at all. He made it to the finals. 
I just, I just didn't like it. Chris Paul, prior to that, I loved. I really wanted him to get on Lakers. Like that's crazy. So you bad. ain't like him when he got to Phoenix, though. Yeah, I that just shit, didn't like. Shit, it. Well, it, I, let me. It worked for a year. I didn't like the, the Phoenix. I just knew that it wasn't sustainable. It wasn't sustainable, and it wasn't like the position that they wanted him and needed him to play was not going to get them a championship. Well, we had, well to be fair, we didn't even really get to see him with KD and Book because that definitely KD wasn't going to work. Because what what is he going to play? Point guard. They don't need him to play point guard. Well, now that they don't got him and Devin Booker the point guard, we're going to see how that works. A lot better than Chris Paul. If it don't end in no finals. Because Devin Booker doesn't need to dribble the ball for 12 seconds. That is true. If they don't, if they don't get no finals appearance out of the deal, then. I mean, I hate saying that because I mean, a whole lot of shit can happen. I mean, shit. Chris Paul was there two years. They got a finals appearance. They didn't get a championship, so it doesn't matter. But if you make these trades and you don't get to the finals at all, then. I mean, you was going to have to get come off Chris Paul anyway. He was older. But when you build these super teams, like. Of course, the goal is to win a championship, but to not get there or get even close. I think Chris Paul may fuck around and work in Golden State. I mean, he's a smart basketball player playing around a lot of smart, but tough I'm just saying, like, him on the second unit with all them young niggas. Steve Kirk, well, he ain't going to have no get, choice. But that's going to give them niggas the development they need because they're going to have somebody that's going to put them I, all in their right one, spot. One thing. I'm trying to think of who. Well, I guess he helped Book get better in Phoenix. I'll say he, he for sure made Book a better facilitator. He, all Book was was put the ball in the hole. I don't give a fuck about nothing. I remember I used to look on Book stats. That nigga had one or two assists. Facts. Couple games, that nigga had zero. <laughs> like zero assists is nuts, bro. Crazy. Like I mean, you can't even drive and kick to an open nigga. Like this bitch Shoot. going up. Yeah. But now. One thing Chris Paul is is he de- helps develop younger talent. That's true. Everywhere he's been, he's got somebody paid. Cause wasn't he? De- was he there with Shea? Yep. Yep. They made the playoffs. Lost in seven to uh to Fat Harden and uh, Westbrook. What is he gonna do? James Harden. Is he coming? Is he gonna play for to Philly this year? Like I said, that nigga be on the Knicks or something for me. I take the best available trade. Daryl Morey. I don't know what he. I'm hearing do. it, and B probably on the way out. All right, well, you can't lose both of them. I mean, they don't have a choice with Embiid, though. Yeah, you got to. Because I think Embiid didn't sign an extension yet, did he? I thought he did. He got like four years on his contract. He there. He could just force a trade. I mean, anybody can force a trade. I mean, the league is trying to stop that whole publicly. That disgruntled superstar is a disgruntled superstar. Yeah, I mean, if I and and I could kind of see both sides, though, because if I'm an owner and – I've tried now. I say that by saying I've tried to build a championship from what I can build it with. Some teams is definitely gonna be harder than others because you can't get free agent. So you try to make trades that can better help your team. So you, did did you? I ain't mean to cut you off, but did you hear why James Harden said? Yeah, because Daryl Morey promised him what's the name. But then also James, you got to think, motherfucker. This shit got to work out for me too. So. Trades just don't happen like, okay, as soon as you sign, y'all want James Harden. You want to go to the Clippers, and I want to get the best package possible for the Clippers. So, But, no, I think, no, they he called him before he asked for a trade. So I guess when James was saying that he was going to extend. Yeah. Maury said he was going to pay him this certain, amount on the extension. Exactly. And then 
find him a trade. And then find him a trade. He didn't pay him that. He didn't pay him that, and he ain't found him a trade. Right. So he like. That goes to the owner, too, though, because Daryl Morey is the general manager, but the owner is the one that got to sign off on that. Like, no, nah, we're not paying him that. Then, then tell a nigga Yeah, that. don't. So then, so then y'all giving me this money, like, yeah, I'm still finding you a, a location, mm. and you don't find me a location. Well, it ain't that easy either. It, it is. It's just that you all of a sudden don't want to give up what you need to after I didn't, I didn't agree to what I agreed on my end. That's fair, though, right? It's business. No, yeah, but it's a negotiation. Like, okay, yeah. I, I I took less money so y'all can have whatever wiggle room y'all could to trade me, but then you all of a sudden can't find a spot when I could have just took my money. You know what I'm saying? Why you? First of all, you are correct. But two, that's why you you don't sign these. Then LeBron and D-Wade and them teach y'all anything. Y'all don't sign these three, four. Man, you sign your two, and if you got to be a free agent, you got to be a free agent because now you want to go play for the Clippers, and you just want to trade to the Clippers. Hey, you know who you just said, bro? I know. You I got to relax. But I'm saying, though. Because you're the same one that was saying James Harden wasn't that, so. He ain't that, though. Okay, so you can't tell him to act like LeBron you, and D-Wade, nigga. You think he think he ain't that, though? You can't tell him to act like LeBron and D-Wade. It's probably – Five niggas in the NBA right now, not named LeBron, that could do what LeBron and doing. You're being generous. No, I'm, it's definitely five. Steph, Giannis, Jason Tatum, Jokic, and, Luka. It's a, and, and Luka. That's five. And Tatum. No, Tatum that, bro. Tatum is. Tatum has solidified himself as. I love Jason Tatum. As a superstar. And a nigga dating LMA, dog. When basketball season gets close, we're we going to have our, our you discussion. You tripping that you think Jason Tatum ain't a superstar? I love Jason Tatum. Is Devin Booker a superstar? Or is he he right there? He he right there, See, dog. so that's why Jason Tatum, like, they. Tatum like, have been to the finals twice. Once. Twice. Once. They should have made this year. I ain't gonna lie. That was the NBA. Duh, that that was the NBA, dog. Shit was trash. That was the That's script. how you know the NBA ain't rigged. That was the script. That's how you know. No, that was the script. It was supposed to be the Lakers and no, the No, no, that shit was the script. It wasn't supposed to be Miami. It was a sure. script for the simple fact that this nigga rolls his ankle the first. Come on, dog. First play? That's crazy. You know how they say you can't script it any better than that? Shout out to Eric Spoelstra, man. Miami been to the conference finals three out the last four years. With that team, pretty much. So, you know. Um, yeah, we had a superstar, all-star. We had one of those discussions. But, um, I love Jason Tatum. He needs to just... I don't know why these niggas be, but I guess it's because it's their own brand. Shoot with their name on it. I don't know why these guys be wearing these um these Jordan shoes and just don't wear wear retros. <laughs> yeah, so man, but I love Jason Tatum game, and he is who he dating her, right? No, oh, LMA. LMA, nigga. Yeah, same. They both fine. Facts. So, so salute to Jason Tatum for being in his bag with that. Um, where was we at? 
FIBA, we gonna win FIBA though. Yeah, bro. Like, like I said, then only one of them niggas gonna play on Team USA. <laughs> Maybe two. You crazy? Yeah, depend on who wanna play. You're talking about for the Olympics? Yeah. I don't give a fuck who wanna play. It doesn't matter. Ant is playing for sure. I said one or two. Maybe Jaron Jackson's playing for sure. Yeah, and they, no bigs. And they're gonna take probably Paolo or Austin Reeves. One, yeah. Because what you don't have to worry about is these niggas are they gonna be able to play for Kerr. That's the thing. Like everybody's not gonna be able to play for Kerr. Yeah, but in the Olympics, everybody got sacrificed. Anthony Edwards, damn, they won't be able to play with Kerr when he told him, I need you to be D-Wade on this team. How D-Wade played with Kobe's on the team, but that nigga told that nigga, ain't no Kobe's on this team. <laughs> nigga, so, no, I don't need to play D-Wade. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, but, but guess what Guess what? Steve Kerr can do? He can take shit like that. Like, damn, yeah. all right. But if I gave you a list of names that could possibly play next year, if they say they're going to play, then that list gets shorter. I don't know. Cause I'm not. If I'm Steve Kerr, I'm not taking a bunch of old niggas to fucking. What's that? In in Paris? Yeah, it's the Olympics, though, bro. Like that I'm old not, nigga, that bro. old nigga shit don't matter in the Olympics. You taking LeBron old ass in the Olympics? Like that? I if mean, LeBron being say he, if LeBron say he gonna play, he's playing on the team. He's gonna be like Jason Kidd. Like he's playing. If LeBron say I'm playing, is he that's playing? Yeah, he, he ain't the typical old nigga. So he gonna that's play. Not what I asked you. Is he playing? Yeah, he gonna play. You starting LeBron James in the Olympics? Yeah. Okay. Why you wouldn't? Because of the niggas who, I, who I'm thinking I'm not starting LeBron. If I could have Ant, pa, well, not Paolo, but if I could have Ant, then I can't I can't even do this, bro, because most of these niggas are foreign. You starting Brian. I'm probably starting Brian because yeah. most of the niggas I'm thinking are foreign. Yeah, you starting Brian. It's crazy because i seen this nigga fucking Jordan Clarkson playing for the Philippines. Like, Killing. I just showed for you. For the Philippines, though. Yeah. Yeah, you starting Brian though. I'm gonna start. He fuck around and be your big just because you can fuck with lineups and shit like that. Nah, he be your four. Cause I just seen, the, I just seen the lineup. Hell. They started, I think it was 2012. The starting lineup was Chris Paul, Kobe, Brian, KD, Tyson Chandler. My nigga, do you know how tall that lineup is? Fuck, what you talking about? Yeah, no, I'm saying. I mean, you can start that lineup in a in the Olympics. You yeah, can, but that's you, tall as hell you though. Can, so you can you can find the same lineup now. So you went from 5'10 to 6'6, 6'9, 7 foot, 7 foot. You can't do that now? What what lineup you going to put like that right now? Steph. Mm-hmm. And that was what, 6'5? 6'4. Six, six, I'm six, giving four. him. Mm-hmm. So what's Book? 6'6? Six, six. Let's yep. say Book want to play. Mm-hmm. Jason Tatum, what, 6'8? Jason Tatum, 6'10. You taking KD. But KD, you're big now instead of your fucking. But this four. 11 years ago. So now he could play the big, the four. Nigga, he going to play the big against fucking Spain, big asses, fucking, uh, who I just watched that was big as hell. Shit, China big now. They're not gonna, they're, that's the thing, though. You're not playing them in the finals. You're going to beat the shit out of whoever you're going to play until you get to the, the like, final four. No, nah, man. Our like center the quarters would be, be tough now, Our man. center would be, we going to win, though. I, said, I mean, we going to beat the shit out of China. That's for sure. Jaron Jackson's going to be the starting big or whatever the lineup well, that's is. Let's AD go. I think I'm starting. I'm starting both of them because you have to start Jaron Jackson, bro. Like the way he's playing against these motherfuckers is ridiculous. Yeah, AD ain't going for that fire shit in the Olympics. Yeah, bro. But I mean, that's what I'm Especially saying. In the Olympics, is way more physical than 
But you got a plethora, you got a plethora of options now. You have a plethora of don't let him wings be, don't and bars. You don't, don't have a plethora be, of beats. Don't let him be say, oh, I'm going to play for the USA because my though. country got six people. He's not, he's not playing for the USA, bro. I wouldn't want, I would take his I wouldn't away. want his big ass anyway. He going to slow everything down. USA play fast as shit when what they other, in the NFL, bro. What other bigs we got? Right. Nigga, we got Nestler right now. But I mean, again, then Who's it's been just playing good. How you play the bigs though? Like Paolo six ten, right? Six nine. Six nine. He's just big as hell. You just know certain niggas that they say they playing they on the team. That's the problem. I just don't want all these niggas. Bro. Them niggas are gonna play four years from now. Still, I living. want I want Steph because of the international game. Like every night. Like, yeah, I'm sick. We ain't got Steph. Like everyone hits threes better than us. Yeah. Until we bring the, the the greatest nigga to ever hit threes, you need both of them niggas damn there though. So I gotta see because because Clay is perfect for the Olympics. Yeah, we don't need Clay though. Stay in the corner. We gonna like because they packed the paint in the Olympics. So Clay gonna get all the you have you watched the games? Yeah. How many open threes that people get? Yeah. And it yeah. seemed like the court is smaller. He ain't playing though. You see what he? Just I think said? that what? Yeah, he he full of shit. <laughs> they 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 paint smaller than ours though, right? Because it's no, like the trapezoid I, shit, right? The, uh, no, it's just the the line is closer. But I thought they painted smaller than the NBA. I thought FIBA painted smaller. Yeah, it probably is, but you also can fucking sit in the paint. Yeah. Ain't no fucking yeah, defensive three seconds. you can take that seconds. bitch off the rim, all type of shit. Yeah, but ain't no three defensive three seconds, so they packed the paint. Oh, yeah. Playing so many open threes. It's like college and shit. Steph and Brian need to go just for, for rating-wise. Steph didn't play eight years. Of, he didn't play two Olympics already, right? Steph ain't played in no Olympics ever. Nigga, how you don't know that? Come on, now. Wait. Clay played. Draymond played. JaVale McGee played. He played in the FIBA, though, didn't he? I don't know if he played in FIBA. Maybe. Like D-Rose and them. Maybe. Maybe. I think he, he did. I remember he, Steph he the never, USA he, shit on. He never played in the Olympics, though. Yeah, he probably played this year. Got to. Well, next year. That's what I'm saying. You got to just put the... Why up. is the World Championships and... What you call it? Did COVID throw that shit off, too? Because, like... Yeah. I thought it was always We just had the Olympics. Apart. Yeah. It, the, the Olympics was supposed to be in 2020. But it wasn't. No, but I'm saying normally the World Cup is two years. Because the Olympics moved to 2021. When we had COVID, they did the Olympics the yeah, next year. Yeah, but why is it this year and next year? It should have been Cause we last year, right? No. The World Cup should have been last year. All that shit moved when COVID Because oh, okay. the Olympics had to move up a year, so then they had to move up. Okay, okay. So it would have been 2022. Two for the World Cup, yeah. and then two years later, it would have been Olympics. Yeah, because okay. you're only getting three years instead of four between the Olympics because it moved up the year. Okay. So it's the, it would have been in 2024 regardless, but. The Olympics would have been in 2024, yeah. but the World Cup would have been last year instead of this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you got to go step. I don't think Brian going unless he just wanted to go for just some. Because this would be Brian Wood Olympics. Fourth. Fourth? Yeah. yeah. Unless he just won all the records for it. Ah, what's the fuck is the records for it? Like the most games played, points scored. I don't that think shit. he could do that because Melo didn't play. I think Melo got all that shit, so he wouldn't be able to catch him. How many Olympics Melo pay? Like four, I think, or three. Melo got Mello, three. Melo got three gold medals, but he played in four. I know Melo was a scoring motherfucking Olympics too. He got the record, and I don't see Brian coming in unless he tried, but. At this point, it'd just be like, I want to play with Steph in that setting or some shit like that. Play with KD. We'll see if Trey Young can finally get. I swear Steph played in the Never played in the Olympics, bro. In the FIBA. You, know you might be right. In FIBA, I, I, I kind of remember, but I don't know. But you know what I mean? Steph highlights would have been a nigga playing in the Olympics. That nigga pulling from half in the Olympics. Like, that last team they sent was low-key trash, but they was good. 
But like Keldon Johnson was on the team and fucking JaVale McGee was the big and I think like Dane played on that team and yeah. got hurt. Like that's what I'm saying. Like it was like good niggas, but they ain't do nothing crazy. Like Draymond, KD, think Tatum, Book. So you want to see the best in the Olympics, man. So we'll see. But I think Brian might give it a run with, with Steve Kerr. That'd be his little final little go away. Too. Damn, no, he didn't. Oh. So I feel like got nigga play. always been hurting shit too though. He probably would have played in sixteen if they ain't losing the finals. Probably. Cause Kyrie got Kyrie got two. Kyrie got two gold medals, I think. Or one. Jimmy Butler got one or two. And that shit may be I don't know. What? You know, Steph like golfing, so he'd be like, Man, fuck y'all I'm going to golf. Like, he gonna golf over there. I'm just saying, like, that's his golfing time. Uh-oh. They talking about Steph fucking around being on PGA Tour. Yeah, no, he nice for real. Yeah. Hand-eye coordination crazy. Fuck it, Steph. Maybe he, the greatest he, shooter ever and not have good hand-eye coordination, right? Right. Got to go get him one gold medal, though, just to add to the collection. Yeah. And it'd be dope to see him in the Olympics. And according to Clay, nigga, they'd be coming off a championship run. Remember Clay said that, not the mother niggas. Remember he said that. So, last time I seen Clay, he was out there looking stinky. So he definitely stunk it up. Get that slow moving shit together. The shooting ain't gonna never go nowhere. He just be having off nights. But problem is, I think Clay just needs to realize that his job is no longer to check the best nigga. Like let Wiggins do that. Wiggins and Kerr gotta play Kaminga and them type of niggas, yeah. them wings. So looking forward to this season. Looking forward to opening night. Off the rip. So uh, NFL season. And uh, with the NFL comes the annual, what will the Lions record be? Now, I'll go on record, guys, and say I do not hate the Lions, but uh-huh. I am not a super big fan. I want them to do well. but are I, you, You're not a super big fan or you're not a fan? No, the Lions, like, are, are, are cool. Answer the question, bro. No, I cheer for the Lions. Answer the I asked you I'm not a super – no, I'm a fan of the Lions, Thank but you. I'm not. that's not okay. my favorite team okay. and shit like that. But I'm not one of them niggas that be like, yeah, man, fuck them. Like, I think wisely about the Lions. Like, this year. Nigga, you don't have a favorite team. Come on, Banks. I'm just saying. That's I just, said the Chiefs are my favorite team. He told me they had to be my favorite team forever. And I was like, nigga. It was your favorite team since when? Since Patrick Mahomes. Okay. So you don't have a favorite team. You have a favorite player. Well, I, I can't I can't get favorite teams when I get older. What's your favorite team in the NBA? The Lakers. So you don't have no favorite team. Why the Lakers can't be my favorite team? Because, nigga, if LeBron retired, you're not going to still cheer for the Lakers. I like AD. That's not what I had. I probably still cheer. It's nobody left. Like I, it'll just be individual players. Dallas would be a favorite. It'd be Luca. I still cheer for the Lakers. So you don't have no, you don't have no favorite team in no sport, bro. That's crazy. No, that no. The Yankees and the Tigers, my favorite baseball teams. Michigan, my favorite uh, football team. College. That's crazy. You don't have a favorite pro football and basketball team. Who your favorite pro team? Football. Football. Lions. To be honest with you, it's yeah. crazy. It's the fucking 49ers. Well, I mean, they red and gold. That shit cold. Who, yeah. who don't fuck with the 49ers? But, no, like, for real, like, I love the Lions. It's like, never, it, was inbred, it was embedded in me. Like, my dad is a huge Lions fan. I mean, I don't – I'm not a diehard Lions yeah, fan, but, but Lions I'm fan. I'm, a, I'm a cheer for the Lions. Though. Yeah, that's why I'm never going against the Lions. Like, I just – I this is what I hate, though. I hate the delusion. Yeah. Like, like, I, I love 49ers just because growing up, like, Jerry Rice and all of that shit. Yeah. 
Like, I love. And then, really, my favorite team growing up was the Steelers because my cousin used to play for him, Cornell Lake. He coaches some team in Canada now, I think. Shout out to the Steelers. But, no, I love the 49ers just for the colors, though. That shit was always hard. Always cold. Yeah. That red and gold. We already know what my favorite basketball team is. The Lakers. Favorite. I got favorite. Actually, you know who else I like in the NBA right now? Who you like? I like the Nets colors too, bro. I like that that black and silver or black and whatever, white, whatever that shit is. I just seen them drop their new jerseys uh, yeah. for this year. They're going to be wearing like the um, black is like the Jason Kidd joints where they had. Like a oh, real? Those. Yeah, I always like those too. Yeah. Those was dope. My, uh, my infatuation with black is getting out of control. I wear black for a year straight. So, all right. Damn, Kyle. Didn't cover? Nope. I won mine, though. Yeah, I know. So, off topic as fuck, right? Mm-hmm. So, I got OCD about certain things. Such as? Like how my clothes are folded. Oh, yeah, that's OCD. Yeah, so. Because what, nigga? Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm going to tell you how it started. I realized I had too many fucking clothes. Mm-hmm. All right. So, boom. What I used to do was have summer and fall clothes. Those okay. only two seasons. Well, no, we got winter. So yeah. yeah. But fall and winter, damn near the same clothes for me. Right. Because I'm not wearing no over big ass coat, so I'm gonna wear a yeah, hoodie. No mink. Yeah, I'm gonna wear a hoodie. Should we get and minks? put a coat on? I feel like not yeah. to cut you off. I feel like I need to get some buffs. I and need to get a mink. And some gators. And some gators. I'm not I got even some gators, gators already. I got gators already, but I don't I don't What color gators? I got some brown ones and some black ones. You a mink away. I'll show you after the podcast. But yeah, so um so I was, you know, I got summer fall clothes. Mm-hmm. I was swapping them out. Putting them in a big, you know, how you vacuum, seal them, yeah. condense it, whatever, safe space. So I had so many winter clothes that I gave them away and I ended up giving some shit away. That I wanted because <laughs> I didn't open it up and look before I gave it away. Just, oh, I, ain't, I ain't wore this shit in like four years. Boom. Don't tell me this where it's going. Whatever. So to alleviate that in the safe space, mm-hmm. I start rolling my clothes. Yep. Like how rolling you, like, my shirt. Like how you pack them and the, uh, kind of, but not really. I no, I wasn't like tightly rolling them. I was just rolling them because it would give me space. So I went from not having space in my drawer to having a whole lot of space. Right. Mm-hmm. So I went from that to now I ranger roll my shirts and shorts and pants. The fuck is ranger roll? Exactly. <laughs> so the army rangers and just the army period, like when they go out on missions, they have to take a certain amount of, you know, stuff. Or mm-hmm. like when they travel, like when they come home or whatever, to condense their bag size, they ranger roll it. So it's basically Lay your, your shirt your shirt out, right? You fold the bottom half of the shirt about an inch to an inch and a half from the bottom. Mm-hmm. And then you fold it in half, and then you fold it in another half. And then after that, you roll it from the top, from the top down. Okay. And then once you get to the bottom half, the part that's folded, you pull that over, and it like makes this nice little neat, this nice little neat um, 
roll. Like it's it won't unfold itself. Okay. You gotta unfold it. You have to manually unfold it, but you roll it tight. Mm-hmm. It doesn't wrinkle. It'll knock wrinkles out of the shirt because it'll be rolled so tight and stretched so long that the, the wrinkles will relax. Gotcha. And it condenses like I don't have a shirt down. Condenses space. But yeah, it, no, it condenses the shirt down from like a regular military fold mm-hmm. to like a eighth of that size. Okay. All right. It made me realize that I have too many black shirts because now I went from just folding my shirts mm-hmm. to rolling them to rolling them and color coordinating my my drawers. So like you, all of my uh, all of my black shirts are on one side. Then I got like a red section. And then it's like it goes, so it basically goes from light to dark. Oh, you got OCD for real, for real. It, but it's just about my clothes. So like my gym, my gym stuff, the stuff I go work out in, I have it where it's like shirts that I will wear to the gym, and then like dry fit shirts, <laughs> and then it's like shorts that I will, uh-huh. that I work out in, and then regular shorts. But like everything's color coordinated from light to dark. It's bad. Bro. Hey yo. <laughs> Having the work outfits color coordinated is crazy. No, my but my my drawers are like that too. But I have so many of some of the same color. Like I have like two rows of black shirts, just tees, just tees, like just whatever. And then I have a row of red. So typically, a row of shirts, like mm-hmm. just one row, not. So one row of shirts is six shirts. Yep. But then I can. In that same row, I can stack it too high. See? So that's 12 shirts. 12 shirts. So I have 24 black shirts just in this one drawer. So that's yeah. not including polos, not including the workout shirts I have, not including the shirts that I wear to the gym. Just T-shirts. Just T-shirts. 24. That's a lot. And then I have a row stacked too high of red shirts and then a row of blue shirts. And, and a then just a whole of, no, just a row of shirts. Because most of my white shirts mm-hmm. are undershirts. Gotcha. This is weird because I don't have a lot of white just T-shirts, like graphic T-shirts. You wore all them bitches in the early 2000s. No, I'm just saying, like, I, if I'm going to wear a white shirt, it's going to be like a Calvin Klein undershirt. Yeah, I don't have too many, like... Like, just white like shirts. Like a white graphic shirt. Like, yeah, and I don't have that either. And I'm not going to just wear it. It's like a regular crew neck white tee. That's not me. Like, I would rather just wear... A black tee. Or I would rather wear, like, a white undershirt that's more fitted. I wear a white tee. You talking about like a polo shirt? Yeah, but that's an undershirt you got on. Yeah, you yeah. talking about like like just a regular, like regular ass, like go to the store yeah. get five dollar white tee. Yeah, I'm not yeah. wearing that, bro. That shit over with. The niggas still wear them bitches. Facts. My nigga at work definitely go copy my good, uh, good crispy white tee. Yeah, so you hood nigga though. But yeah, like I don't know. That's totally off topic, but I just realized that. Like, damn. no, that's crazy. You def- you got clothes OCD, but it's that way too with like pants, like joggers and. And like sweatpants, like you hang I, your pants up, your jeans up. You just my jeans. Them. Oh no, I definitely hang them bitches up because I don't wash them. Do you do the? Uh, I that's what I learned how to do. I had to start hanging my suit pants, my dress pants up. Like I lay them on the bed and I do the little fold shit by the crease and shit. Like I went on YouTube for that type of shit. Oh yeah, yeah, I do that too. Yeah, because I was like, but most of the time I don't fold my suit pants up myself because I normally when I wear them, I dry clean them. Mm, and however they come, have however they come from the dry clean, I just put in the closet. I gotta, I gotta get them on the better. I gotta get them on the wood. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, but I'm saying it's still the same thing. There. No, I just literally put the wood hanger right. up the pants leg, 
Yeah. And just take the other one off. Yeah. 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 That shit you learn when you get older for sure. Well, I learned that early because my like my dad used to buy me Easter suits every year. Man, where he used so to that's go? Not, to church. We used to go to church. No, not there. Where he used to go to get the Easter suit from? You don't remember? So growing up, we used to go right there on Gratiot over there by Zedman's. I forgot the name of the store. And then once I got in high school, started lifting weights, um, he's like, yeah, you got to get adult suits now. So then we started going to men's warehouse, and I've been getting my suits in men's warehouse ever since. I used to we go. tried to go to K&G, but they shit, I ain't going to lie, they shit kind of cheap. Don't talk about K&G, man. I know a couple of niggas that fuck with K&G. I mean, listen, bro, I'm, <laughs> if you're not a person that's going to wear your suits a lot if and you. or keep up with them, like, you know, or if you want that bow tie shirt combination, then can't I don't I'm not shitting on it. I just I personally not buying suits from KNG. Like I want to get my money up where I'm buying my shit from Neiman's and, and shit like that. But I'm not paying that kind of money for them suits. I had a good Macy's, a uh, couple good Calvin Klein uh, jacket from Macy's. But yeah, Neiman's uh, like I went I went to a wedding last week, and I've been in the gym, so I'm a lot leaner than I used to be. He goes for real. And uh, facts. I meant to tell you that too. Yeah. So <laughs> I went to KNG to get a slim fit shirt. Mm-hmm. Brought that bitch home. It was big as hell. I was mad as shit. And you go to Macy's get you a slim fit joint. No. So I repeated my brother Bill when he got married. We had to get all of our shit tailored. Uh-huh. Shirts, shoes. Well, not shoes. Shirts, slacks, tuxedo, jacket, mm-hmm. um, and our vest. So I end up wearing that shirt that I wore in his wedding because it end up it was tailored. So, like the the um, the waist and the and the drawing a blank the waist and the like under your under your arms where the sleeves start. Yeah. All of that was taken in, so it kind of fit me a little better because right. it really looked like I was wearing my big brother shirt when I bought that <laughs> shirt from Game. I was pissed off. Duh. Yeah, and you- it was sheer as the motherfucker. Like you could damn near see the undershirt I had on underneath it. Yeah, when you get older and you start, even if you go buy a shirt from like Macy's or K&G, you damn near, if you just got to wear it from that day, you fuck around and be like, yeah, I got to get this bitch tailored because now I got to wear my shit to where it just fit. I can't wear it off the rack. Like I happen to be lucky that I could go get a suit jacket off the rack because my size has a change like a 44 regular. So I could put on a regular joint and it just actually fit. Yeah, I can't. Right. If I wanted to. Take it in some or whatever I can, but that shit just happened to just I can't fit me right. Like, then that was my problem getting ready for the wedding. I was putting on a lot of suit jackets, and all of them bitches were. I look like Steve Harvey and Kings of Comedy. I'm like, bro, what the <laughs> fuck, bro? Yeah, bro. And I got a problem too, right? Is if I alter a lot of the stuff that I wear, I will never be able to gain weight. Because, like, a lot of my designer belts, you have to cut down to your size. Mm-hmm. And once you cut the motherfuckers. It's over. That's it. Right. So I'm like, do I cut them or do I just buy more? But then it's like, if I buy more of this bitch big as hell, you're not even wearing it. Right. So just cut it down, but don't gain five pounds. Like, it's over. Yeah. So now I understand what Shaq was talking about when he had to get all his shit like Taylor, like everything was custom. Shaq lost fifty five pounds too. Yeah, Shaq been on that shit. It's a dude in my gym, bro. I've been going there maybe three months, mm-hmm. three months now. I swear to God, he didn't lost about eighty pounds. Damn, 
No bullshit. Like, when I first got there, I'm like, this nigga huge. And when I seen him, what's today, Saturday? Mm-hmm. When I seen him Thursday, and I don't talk to people in the gym. I put my headphones <laughs> on, whatever. I just, I, I, bump, I, I, I nudged him, you know, when he was walking by. I'm like, good shit. Like, what you mean? I'm like, man, you down about about 60 pounds. He's like, I'm down 80. I'm like, damn. But the only problem is. Uh, loose ass skin. He got a lot of loose skin because he's losing weight too fast. And he said that he's like, man, I didn't mean to lose this much this fast. But he was like, I started falling in love with just coming here. Like, mm-hmm. just. He's like, man, I, that first month I started seeing some progress. That's all I want to do now. And now, now they he's say like that, a balloon when you pop it. Yeah. So his doctor told him, he said, you're going to have to have surgery mm-hmm. or gain something back and lose it slower so your body can Catch adjust up. to it. Yeah. Damn. But he lost 80 pounds in three months. All That's he does, all he does is walk on the incline mm-hmm. and cables. That's all he does. And lost 80 pounds. And lost 80 pounds. I'm like, well, it's a, it's a way you can gain it back. He said you can just be all muscle, mm-hmm. but you won't. Fill up that skin you got though, my boy. Like you can gain the eighty pounds back and be all muscle. He's like, yeah. He's like, I cross that bridge when I get to. It. He's like, I still got forty more. I want. I said, damn, you lose one hundred twenty. If I lose one hundred twenty pounds, bro, I will be invisible. If you lost. You'll be dead. Facts. One hundred twenty pounds is crazy. I lost ten pounds from the first day I started working out till last Thursday. And you can feel the difference slightly. No, but I can see the difference. I'm way leaner. Okay. Like, way leaner. Like, I can see my abs almost as good as I could in, in college. But I don't like this eating shit I got to do to do this. <laughs> like, that shit weak, bro. I always told people, like, bro, I just want to be in shape, but I want to be able to eat what I want. But it don't work like that. Chad Johnson is. Eat McDonald's. That shit tough. It take a lot of discipline to fucking not be able to eat the shit you want to eat. Bro, like not trying to eat carbs is crazy, but it makes you appreciate cheat days. Like Saturday mm-hmm. and Sunday, I go crazy. Weekend, I'm eating whatever the fuck I want. I don't give a damn. Right back in the gym. Like I had, I had McDonald's today, and I had a Rush Krispie treat. I told you, shit was delicious, bro. I hadn't had like something that was a majority sugar in like four weeks. But it's gonna pay off when I go to Vegas, though. So there you go. No shirt off, shorty. Well, shirt off, shorty. Salute to that. No shirt, shorty. Salute to the big melting man that lost all that. Uh, yeah, no, he definitely went from uh, the Michelin man to. That's crazy. Not I don't the even Michelin know what man. He is. Not the Michelin man. Are the Lions making the playoffs? Yes. Are the Lions winning their division? I don't know. Still think Minnesota's pretty good. Got the best wide receiver in the game. Speaking of that, man, my goddamn fantasy draft is Monday, and I need to win because I'm literally tired of paying motherfuckers a hundred dollars. Like, it's a hundred dollar entry fee for y'all shit. That's no, nah, you pay the winner at the end. Yeah, you got to pay him a hundred dollars. Yeah, so that's a hundred dollar entry basically. Yeah, that shit yeah. tough. It's ten teams, or maybe it's twelve this year. I don't know. Kyle, damn, y'all getting a ban from winning yeah. the fantasy league? No, Kyle be on some hoe shit because he keep adding teams, and I'm like, he like, yeah, man, it's gonna make it tougher, so we gotta drop. Fuck that, nigga. Let's just have ten teams, <laughs> nigga. A twelve team league is hard as hell, bro. Because you literally 
have to pick niggas in them late rounds. I ain't like you gonna have lie. to care. I wish fantasy basketball was like fantasy football. Like how some people like take trips mm-hmm. at the end of the fantasy football league and like crown the champion and shit. Like, I think that'd be dope for fantasy yeah, basketball. I, I think uh if I'm not into football like that to get in a league like that, but yeah. I would do it for basketball. I think we I think and it's but it's harder in basketball because you really gotta be dedicated to that oh, shit. Oh, definitely. And I can't do that in coaching. Like I had to stop practice. Like, hold on, y'all. I think we need to get a belt or something, and if whoever wins, we mail them the belt or something. No, and, like y'all should just meet up somewhere. Like, yeah, we we wanted to meet it. That it's it's tough. Like my cousin V out of town, Kyle stay in Texas, Fine stay in Texas, and then V like, out of town by choice because he got money. Yeah, he in Barbados. He got money. That's what people with money do. So motherfuckers in different places. So you know, somebody might be like, "Well, I got a family vacation plan." So yeah, well, I mean, but if y'all plan it like. Ahead of time. Like right now, like next year, this these are the rules for the league. Like we all meeting in so yeah, North Carolina. Yeah, it'll be dope to meet up and have yeah, a draft. And have a draft. Like yeah, boom. End of the year, like you don't get paid unless we all in such and such. Yeah, no, that'd yeah. be dope. That's just that's just part like like I bowl in the league. Like that's just part of the bylaws. Like don't join the league, you can't do this. Yeah. Period. We'll we, find we somebody. Need can. Some, we need some bylaws. Maybe we'll have some yeah. bylaws for Have some bylaws. Let's bring it up. Like these are the bylaws of the league. But if I win, I'm making me a belt. I don't go down. Don't give me a belt. That'd be I, part of the bylaws. Like. I've been shit the last like terrible. Yeah. Like I mean, you almost won the other league you was in with Yeah. Yeah. Fuck the uh who the fuck the 49ers played? The Raiders and they smoked that bitch. Well, it wasn't really on them. But whatever, yeah. I almost won in that league. This league I've been shitty for a minute now, so I'm the hoping the league got back. more teams though, don't it? And you almost yeah, they got won twelve. That. We yeah. got ten. Yeah, man. I had to draft strategically. I literally thought I was gonna Fuck over my cousins and them, Man. but I had good players. But then niggas got injured. Yeah. Like Coop, I, mean, I had Cooper, I had Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup got injured, and he was giving me down there thirty points a week. That's yeah, part of the game, bro. Yeah, it's tough. My last two years, I drafted Saquon. One year he got injured. And week then two. Cooper the next one. Next year, so it's like fuck. Fuck I don't me. even know if Cooper got injured. He or he was just like, man, fuck this shit. I'm done. Probably a little bit of both. Yeah. So I got the third pick in this year's draft. So I'm already kind of figuring. So that mean you're gonna have the. Seventh pick in round two, right? Ain't that how that work? Eighth pick. Eighth? Yeah. yeah. So I'm figuring. And then you had a third pick in the next round. Yeah, because I'm figuring you always want to get wide receivers and running backs early. Build your depth out. So if, with the third pick, who are you drafting? Who are you eyeing right now? If the light shine down upon me, I would love to get Justin Jefferson at three, but he's probably going one. You think so? Best receiver. So you gotta go receive or back. Going chase. I could go chase. I could go if you get a back, you gotta get a back that's gonna run and catch. So I could go McCaffrey. I can go Eckler. So then I'm good. But then it's that coming back up where now it's like even a second round, you gotta think because you like, damn, okay, if they took this running back, this running back, this wide receiver, nah. If I take a receiver, I got to get a running back. Right. So if I took a running back, I got to get a receiver unless I get two dog-ass backs. Because, like, Vontae took, like, Patrick Mahomes last year, like, early as hell, like, third round. I was like, damn, that's crazy. But then he fucked around and got Travis Kelsey, like, (laughs) fifth round. So I'm like, that's low-key smart because now outside the week they got to buy, you definitely going to have these two niggas playing every Every week. week. And he's throwing the fucking ball to him. So 
Kelsey had a big year last year. I think Vontae, Vontae lost in the championship. Yeah. So, V didn't won probably two years in a row. Probably carrying. Oh, V won two years in a row? He don't even be – he. this nigga literally, the first year, this nigga literally printed out names of niggas five minutes before the draft and just drafted Start like drafting that. Niggas. Then he be auto-drafting and be winning. Shit crazy. And that nigga team name is Team Trump 2024. I hate that shit. Hey, you can't do that. I almost spit over all this equipment. I hate that shit. Team Trump. 2024. Hate that shit. You got to look at that shit when you win. Congratulations to Team Trump 2024. This shit's sick. Especially I was three and like 14. Or Damn. Some shit like that. I beat the shit out of train, though, in the, in the shit offs. <laughs> I was the best nigga out of the worst niggas. Like the bottom half that didn't make the playoffs, I won that part. But it don't mean shit. It got me the third pick, though. So we'll see. Our draft is Monday, so I'll be doing your homework or what? Yeah, I got my uh, I got my sleepers. I got um, the top twenty-five um, players at each position. Well, not at, not at quarterback. It's like like niggas pick the skill like, positions have already. Yeah, matter. skills position. Yeah, yeah. quarterbacks. You just kind of hope you get one of the like we did the top ten. You hope you get one of the ten. So where do normally? Quarterbacks go in rounds. Normally, typically in a draft, like fifth round. Oh, okay. Because you'd be like, if I, I got to everybody get all their skill positions. Yeah. Because you feel like if I got two running backs, two wide receivers, and a tight end, a three and two, something like that, now let me get a quarterback. Ain't nobody took one yet, or somebody. Once you see the first quarterback go off the board, people start grabbing them. Yeah. Like I said, Vontae got um, that nigga early. So I was like, okay, I'm going to wait. And I ended up with, I think I had Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence. That wasn't bad. Yeah, no, that wasn't bad at all. So I was like, okay, cool. You know, niggas going to go for the big guns. So what you can only start one quarterback at a time? Yeah. You start up. And you get a flex, right? You get a flex. So you get two receivers, two running backs, a tight end, a, tight end, a quarterback, and a defense, right? Yep, and then a, a kicker. Flex. And a flex. Oh, you get a kicker too? Yeah. Okay. But you know kicker, you don't even draft a kicker. <laughs> For real, I mean, because that's just a waste. That's just another thing you could add. You just right. add because you got to build your bench out too. Right. So then you just grab a kicker like at the end. Defense kind of tricky too though because you kind of want to get you a good defense. But that's another thing. You like, okay, let's see who pick a defense first because then I don't want to have to be trying to so figure what out. What do you go for defense for people who – defense that's going to score or – I look at – I this I literally do this. I look at team schedules and see what division they play in and who they might play. So – Last year, I think I had – oh, I had the Cowboys defense. Oh, that was good. They were scoring like a motherfucker. Right. So, but then you look at a division like the AFC South. When you got a rookie, play defense. You got a rookie – no, you got a rookie quarterback. Oh, you got oh two rookie quarterbacks. Like a lot of interceptions type yeah. shit. Okay. So, you like, they're going to play them twice. So, that's four to maybe, depending on the other team, six games where I know I should be able to score kind of high. Or so, what do you get points off of a defense? Um, points allowed, interceptions, fumbles, and um, defensive touchdowns. Like you, I think you start off with you start off automatically with ten, and then like the more yards they get, you start to lose it. So, and then if you just give up a bunch of points, then you know your shit gonna be. I, I, tell I, I ain't drinking a while. <laughs> that shit kicking my ass. One time, this was smart, right? If you winning by like a small margin and they don't got nobody else playing, like I won't start my defense because they can lose me points. Oh, okay. so I just sit the motherfuckers like fuck that. Okay. Like I ain't gonna play. 
Niggas be mad. They hate that shit. But that's strategic, it's though. Strategic like, as hell. You can fuck around. This could be the night you these motherfuckers get negative three or some shit. Right. No, nigga, I'm not about to lose on no weak ass like that. <laughs> I'm not starting no defense, nigga, and I won. You just going to be mad. It's over. So, yeah, hopefully my uh my 87 podcast team wins this year. Yeah, don't have us out here looking bad. Yeah, I was shitty in one league and then I was in the championship in the other. So, you know, we going to put it all together. Um, Put it all together this year. Uh, What else we had, man? Rest in peace, Bob Barker, too, man. Price is right. Bob Barker was 99. Didn't want to go over a dollar, bro. Man. This is one of my favorite movies. I love Happy Gilmore. Facts. The price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> Classic, man. Salute to Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler can hoop, too. Um, can he hoop or he just be hooping? I can hoop. Oh, okay. He was pretty good. See, um, Gilly Dice. Email the FBI is hiring. I don't know why I got to email. Yeah, that. put your phone down. Uh, what? <laughs> um, man, what I was about to ask you. Oh, Super oh, Bowl. Special agent cybersecurity slash technology background. That's what Booby worked in at um, uh, Kings of Comedy. Pay, though? Technology. 150000 Yep. Yeah. That's definitely what Booby did. He said Booby. Techno- school. Tech- technical school. Technology. Don't nothing about you say. Nothing about no computers. Computer sc- or no technology. <laughs> Talk about you went to computer school. Like I, I literally just watched Kings of Con- That shit was on some random ass channel. Like bounce. on my TV. No, it was like 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 uh, my TV got like watch free. Yeah. And then like it was like an ad, like Kings of Comedy. I just clicked on it. I watched the whole thing. Oh yeah. Who's the funniest nigga on Kings of Comedy? Bernie Mac. Then said, "D.L. Hughley way funnier now to me. Back then he was funny, but oh, you know what? I think Steve Harvey is funnier now to me. But I listen to Steve Harvey like, yeah, like the morning show. Steve Harvey, he perfect for that. Perfect, yeah. But Bernie and said like, said shit that got more classic the more you think about it because." Some of the shit that nigga said, yeah, that motherfucker right there, that boy, you look just like a motherfucker daddy, boy. You look just like, like that shit really be. And nigga, I definitely, when I parallel park, nigga, I turn the radio down. Because I be having to concentrate <laughs> like a motherfucker, dog. Like that shit be like, man, I got to get this shit, dog. That shit is like, like dead ass serious, man. Like, hate that we lost Bernie Mac uh, so young, man. Definitely. You think that. Bernie Mac would have still been doing stand ups to this day? It would have been, ah, yes. Um, Will he have conformed to the ways now? I don't think so. Do you think he would have blew up as much as he did? Yeah. Because, I mean, he took off from there and went to the the show. He got to start seeing him in more movies. Like, it would have been funny to see see, uh, Bernie Mac now. Like, Dave Chappelle going to be here at Little Caesars in October. Like, I want to. I thought he was supposed to be here this month. Maybe it is this month. I thought yeah, it was in October. This is September. I'm going to see Tony, Tony, Tony in October. I couldn't find no Dave Chappelle tickets, though. Sold out? I just couldn't find them. Oh, he's supposed to, well, he's supposed to be at Little Caesars. So. I, I'll say whatever, go see Dave. I ain't going to lie. Because I went and saw Chris Rock, and Chris Rock was funny. He ended up doing basically the same thing he did on a Netflix special. Except oh, okay. He talked about Will more. And on a Net- Netflix special? or an- On a Netflix special, he oh, talked okay. about Will way more. He talked about Will when I seen him live like three minutes. But the shit he said about he didn't do it in the on the Netflix about the presidents and shit and God. Like I can't remember everything, but like that shit was like the funniest shit out of the host. And the um 
dating younger chicks compared to older chicks. Like younger chicks just be wanting some shoes, and older chicks be wanting their roof fixed and a new right. transmission. Right, like, hold on, so, wait a minute. It's going to add up. Yeah, man. Old motherfuckers, like, cougar pussy is is way different than, uh, than young pussy. I'm not saying I know these I things. Don't say, don't say too much. Right? I'm, I'm, just saying. Saying. I'm not saying I know these things. I'm just. I'm just what you observe, right? What I observe, what I hear, man, from my friends, man. Some of my, uh, friends, friends and coworkers, man. Yeah, co- coworkers, definitely. Them niggas be talking about hitting old chicks and hitting young chicks and the difference, man. Like, you know. Old chick, you gonna get you a meatloaf, uh, and mashed potato dinner. You know, <laughs> young chick, you know what I'm saying? That bitch want a Coney and two hundred dollars and some Skiller baby tickets, or is it Skiller baby? Yeah. yeah. See, I think <laughs> I'll be knowing shit. It's a true story, obviously, because you don't know shit about no Skiller. Hey man, listen, man. I'm getting better, bro. I gotta keep up, man. I gotta keep up with this music shit, man. Hip hop fifty. So you know, that's what we gotta do, man. So we gonna talk about it? Yeah. What you wanna talk about? Your Midwest top five. My Midwest top five. Top five rappers from the Midwest of all time. Um, In order. Ah, that's tough. Yeah. I'm going to put the pressure on you. My order or what? Your order. I oh, mean, my, else, my who, order. Who else order are you going to give? My, my order by what I like. Well, what we count as the Midwest again? The Midwest, nigga. Don't, whatever you want to put in the Midwest. Trying to make sure we don't miss no re- like no people. Whatever Midwest you want to put in, bro. Okay. I'm going to go yay okay. first. Um, I'm going to go M. I'm going to go um, just for impact, I'm going to go Nelly. Um, can I put Bone? They from Cleveland. Yeah, group though. That's so, uh, so Bone and then... It's tough because I want to say it's a tie between Common and Twister. Okay. Um, if I had to pick, I would probably take Common. Hey, what if I told you you was on mute for the last hour and a half? Please I'm don't tell me. With, I'm fucking with you. Go ahead. That would have been crazy. <laughs> you just in this bitch talking I just ended this bitch like, yeah, we ain't got no episode <laughs> today. Because, like, nigga, you could throw Pow Wow in there. You should, like... It's easy to say you shouldn't, but it's like, nigga made history. Like the greatest kid rapper ever. Royce. Um, you said somebody off here. Well, I'm going to name your list. Okay, so my list in order will probably go M, then Ye, mm-hmm. Nelly as well. Even though Ali said he wrote all Nelly shit. Then Ali. Man, he ain't writing none of that shit, man. Um, and then it started getting real dicey for me because four, I want to put Common in there, but I didn't think about Bone. That's but, what I was asking. But four would probably be Common. And then my five, for me personally, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to have to put Lupe. I was a huge Lupe fan. Lupe always been nice. Um, Lupe's very nice. The coolest, one of my favorite albums ever. And then, if you if we're gonna go tie, I'm gonna have to for the Midwest. I'm gonna have to put Sean in there. Damn, I forgot about Sean. Yeah. I feel like most of those guys we named 
aren't really rapping as much anymore. That's why so people kind of. Yeah. That's why I kind of just forgot about Shine. But it's hard for me to put Shine in there and not put Royce. I think Shine had a bigger career than. Oh, Royce. definitely a bigger career. Yeah. I mean, Royce was on Renegade, and you know that ended up being J and M song. Right. That'd be dope if it could have been all three, but you know whatever. But um, Royston dropped some hell of a shit in the last oh, oh, for sure. few years. But I think Shine. I was just having a conversation. Think, go ahead. I just having a conversation about Shine and how he was on good music for that time and, and didn't come out. He didn't pop at first like he was like they wanted him to. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you know, he ended up, you know, popping because my homeboy was like, Man, people not really like looking for big shine music. He was like, you know, like when Kendrick dropped, when Cole dropped and Drake dropped, because you know, Shine from from that era basically, it's like, you know, everybody, everybody's waiting. Everything stops for them. He like Shine is kind of like I'm gonna check it out, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, but Shine still has a big fan base. And I said, also, I think he didn't get accepted here outside of you know the other shit we ain't gotta talk about at a certain point that Shine, we've already talked about. Yeah, Shine just don't sound like us, like us, like no era of Detroit. Like he right. sounds like who he was more heavily influenced by, and I think that kind of you know he's a Detroit rapper, but he's not classified. As a Detroit rapper, like every region has a, oh, that's a New York rapper. Like when I think of New York rapper, like, like Papoose is a New York rapper to me. Hundred percent, Mayno. Like Mayno, Mayno. Like them niggas are like New York rappers. Does Fab sound like a New York rapper? No, Fab just a rapper. Yeah. He didn't sound like nobody when he came out. Like he sounded like, well, no, let me not say that because he did sound like Mace. So Fab is. But Mace don't sound like them either. No, Mace sounded different than, and Mace started rapping different because P. Diddy named him Pretty. He used to rap like him and Cam used to rap different, mm-hmm. and then he turned into you know he wasn't Murder Mace no more. He turned into uh, that Mace, and Mace still was nice. But um, you know, in ten years, or fifteen years, twenty years down the line, we might be like, yeah, man, Babyface Ray, or Peasy, or uh, Payroll. You don't think so? Payroll. I love payroll though. Payroll. So he, Detroit Jay Z. He is. Like, that shit's not even up for the Got discussion. a new tape dropping. I want to say I just seen. Does he? I didn't see that. I know Vez about to go on tour. Uh, V's about to go on tour. Sada. Sada's going on tour as well. Yeah. Or maybe it's just a tour. Maybe it's not a tape. Payroll's about to go on tour with DJ Marathon. Oh, for real? That's what I just saw. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wasn't aware of it, but normally they go on tour when a new tape dropped. Though I don't know. So but maybe the music is. I mean, motherfuckers drop music every day at this point. So you know, albums used to come out on yeah, Tuesdays. Usually, usually, yeah, it did it used to come out Friday, and your boy, and your boy, tease the album and then drop it. Who? Drake. Drake for the dogs. He trying to build up anticipation. I got to you, Drake, bro. Like, yeah, but I mean, do you think artists drop too much music? Ghost Mode. Cause I heard Ghost Scoop. Mode is Payroll's album that came out this year. Okay. I heard Schoolboy Q. They said you haven't dropped in a while, and he was like, "Shit, I've been living life, gaining more shit." He like, I'm not the type of rapper that's gonna drop music every year. He said, "I might do a feature here or there." He was like, "But you could kind of get oversaturated in this market." He said, "Maybe in the past it was easier." He said, "But not." He was like, "Cause you getting." releases on this day he said now people are dropping singles 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 tapes albums like it's just different and you know 
my problem with a lot of this is a lot of people have been screaming a lot of these artists sound the same, right? Like all of their music sounds the same. Lil Baby music sound the same. The Baby music sound the same. J. Cole music sound the same. You had to pick and choose your battles as a consumer, right? Who said Cole sound the same? They say, they just, everybody say Cole's just boring. They go to sleep to it, right? But here's my thing. And and I've said this about a few artists, but I, I, I think my personal opinion on this is that if you want someone to drop an album every year mm-hmm. on a consistent basis, you're going to get some of the same sound because they haven't had the experience, the, the life experiences to create new artists, artistry. Right, like I have to experience something to create a song to talk about what I experienced. Right, if all I'm doing is creating the same shit over and over because I had to drop something twelve months from the time I just dropped something else, I'm, I don't have time to experience it. Right, sometimes not even twelve months. Right, so case in point, Kendrick. Right, Kendrick drops music whenever the fuck he felt like it, really, but he's had time to experience whatever whether it's heartache whether it's depression whether it's observing oppression for his people whether it's observing political corruption whatever Mm -hmm. all of that is his substance yeah like you're not giving artists time to gather substance or content what a lot of people call everything now like he doesn't have any content to give you so he has to keep talking about the same shit and and he gave y'all a chance to miss him for a while. Like, but see, here's the thing though, the way we consume music, when you miss somebody, you have a chance to go. Let me listen to Jay-Z from fucking 98. And, and Jay dropped the album every year from 96 to 03. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but, and again, a lot of that had the same context and same kind of sound it was just we weren't oversaturated with so much where right like jay-z drop you're gonna get jay-z you didn't have it changed on the blueprint but you didn't have the luxury of listening to jay-z and then um pooh shiesty dropped who wasn't hadn't been who hasn't popped yet but i have access to pooh shiesty shit Oh, you know what I'm I saying? Say, you ain't had the luxury because you actually had to buy, physically buy that. Music. And you weren't able, you weren't exposed to it though. Right. Right? Like you can be watching a reel and somebody's music playing, like, yo, what song is that? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Or you could be watching TV and damn, what song is playing on that? Mm-hmm. And you type it in. You can go to TikTok, bro, and type in partial lyrics to a song and the whole song will pop up. Right. You couldn't do that back then. Like if you didn't know the name of a song and who artist it, it was, was bro, you, you weren't finding you it. You had to wait, wait for the video to be on TV or on the, on the countdown on right. the radio. Or you can't type in uh, underground West Coast artists or underground New York or underground fucking Oklahoma artists. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, you heard it's, artists on mixtapes, and maybe if they was and on mixtapes were 
are still a new thing, really. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I'm not saying it's a new concept, but I'm talking about like the promotion of the promotion of them. Yeah, it definitely took a turn and became different, more mainstream. Yeah, like people used to do tapes, like Flex and all of them used to do tapes Clue. back in the day. Include, but that's how I used to hear certain songs. Or songs. I early. remember, bro, a mixtape would drop, and that's how a nigga used to break his single. Yep, it'd be like the. It'd be like the street single before he released like the radio. Yeah, single. like yeah. now people just drop singles. Like Gucci and and J Cole just dropped the single. That's from like Mike Will shit. I think. Like yo, what? Yeah, but it's also it's first of all the, when I heard, I'm like, wait, Gucci and J Cole, J. Cole on the song. Yeah, and people ain't like J Cole verse on the song. I thought it was just a. Sm- I think he. He just rapped how the song was meant to be. He didn't rap it. He rapped. But it. It's crazy though because I think. I think Gucci stepped his lyrical definitely and his wordplay up because he knew he was on a song with J. Cole. You know what I'm saying? Cole like, kind of dumbed it down. A hundred percent he's done. Not kind of. A hundred percent he did. <laughs> and he was on Burner Boy shit too, I think. But I but see, here's my thing. And I, obviously everyone knows I'm a Cole fan, right? Cole has one of the biggest... Not no, not one of the big. Cole is one of the most versatile artists that we've seen in a very long time, where he can go hop on a street record, Penny the Butcher, and turn that bitch up, but then go and hop on an inspirational record with Dirt. You know what I'm saying? Or Crooked Smile, or you know what I'm saying? Or go in a completely different genre. And still represent hip hop and still lyrically just like wordplay wise, just annihilate it. And one thing Cole has done that a lot of rappers don't do is Cole has never dropped off the face of the earth. Cole has taken a step back on producing his own projects, but he's always, I'm still hit y'all with features. I'm gonna stay around. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like you make sure you pop up once or twice. Yeah. And he got a stable of niggas that can rap J I D. Boss, you got some niggas. Dreamville, but got see, some, that's where I, I respect Royce and them. Like Royce was in Slaughterhouse, right? Mm-hmm. Bro, that was the one of the coldest lyrical groups ever. Definitely, without a question. Like, and people don't get that. Like, people try to shit on Joe Buttons because of the shit he do, and he do some corny shit. A lot of corny shit, questionable well, shit. Can't that, take away the rapping. But though. in that slaughterhouse, y'all couldn't take away that motherfucker could rap his ass off. Shit, period. Joe can rap though. All the mood music, like Joe can rap. It's just he he never he blew. Corny as shit. Yeah, he corny to the motherfucker. So that yeah, shit's bro. gonna unless you selling a but lot. I don't of records, even know if Joe corny dog. No, or he, he really no oh, he, no. This let me finish. I really think he just bought in to the persona that, like his life after rap persona. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think he just embodied that shit. Almost had to in a way. That's what I'm saying. Like, that was the way, like, okay, this is my second chance to really make some cheese, and I'm just going to embody that shit. He he is the, the pie father as far as our, our culture. That's what I'm saying. Like, and I, nigga, this is what I'm doing. That's how man. I'm eating. And But corny has really got him to where he's, you know what I'm saying? Like, the whole shit with Tahiri was corny as fuck. And he didn't have to do it. Shout out to Tahiri. Shout out to Tahiri. Shout out to Sin Santana. Joe, keep a baddie. Always. Shout out to Kaylin Garcia. 
Y'all probably don't even know who that is. Just type that name nope, in on, on Instagram. But he you said, but see, is. he said that shit early in the in his pod, one of his pods. Like, I forgot who he was talking to, bro. It was a, another rap nigga, and he was like, because I think the, the the whoever he was talking to was like from the south, mm-hmm. and he was like. Oh, you ain't had no badass foreign bitch before. He was like, no, we got foreign. I think Dog was like from St. Louis or something. I'm like, yeah, we got foreigns. He was like, no, y'all ain't got what we got up here. Because, you know, in New York, they had like Puerto Rican and black, Puerto Rican and Mexican, I'll Dominican you, and black. I'll just tell you about Dominican pussy on the last episode. Facts. But, no, well, <laughs> what people don't understand, like, Jordan always kept one of them, though. Like, yeah. he was like, yeah, bro, like, it's shit different here. Definitely. Like, big different. Like, y'all niggas... Don't understand. Like, these New York niggas be up here wilding because these bitches is different. Like, and it shows, like, he always kept him no less than a nine and a half. Facto. Did, um, did you happen to see uh, Irv Gotti uh, Drink Traps interview? I seen uh, the clips, man. I ain't gonna lie. I didn't sit down. I, I watched the whole thing. I liked it. I like Irv. I don't have, I have no interest in listening to Irv talk. You dropping some shit though. I think people that Ashanti shit rubbed him off, but he talked to he 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 made some valid points about certain shit. I mean, the clips I seen, like I I kind of understand how he felt about Fat, Fat Joe. Oh no, he a hundred percent right for yeah, like that. Like I understand that, especially when he talked about like Ja. You know what I'm saying? He was like Ja is the only nigga who could have came out and really said some shit because Ja was there, but Ja decided it was like yo. I'm just not gonna speak on it. And he ain't get on the platform. You supposed to be my family. Yeah, calling and start calling me, calling me a sucker, sucker, and you know all of that shit. Yeah. Like, yo, what? Because I, one of y'all niggas got on a podcast or any platform or on IG period and called me a sucker. I'm a feeling type of way. Definitely, especially when I thought we, like, we were brothers. Like how he felt Joe was. Like he like yeah, he crap was my right, brother nigga around his family. Yeah, like, like bro, you calling me a sucker nigga? Like nah, bro. Over over a motherfucker you ain't been around as much as me. Yeah, but I kind of feel what what uh what Nori was saying was like he wasn't necessarily calling you a sucker. He was saying what you were doing sucker shit. That's but you still could have called me. And and best facts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But and you also tried to like I said, bring I him and Fifty together at I, Summer Jam one time too. And I Earth cussed him out. Yeah, I don't. I just don't have any interest in listening to Earth. He also said Dame. He only talked about Dame because Dame had just shitted on him in the interview. Dame been on a warpath lately. Yeah. Though. He talked about. Um, I feel like Dame trying to sell some shit. Probably, always he a hustler. Dame talked about a uh, Earth part in the Ether uh, Super Ugly battle, and then Earth told the story of uh, it really went down. And then he said Jay. Once he said once Jay got on, he didn't really need Dame or Biggs in a way. But you know, I, I mean, mean kind of true. I ain't gonna say that. I mean, you. I mean, Dame, I mean, he ain't even for the music part. But I mean, Dame did fight for the artist until he got. You know, he wanted the spotlight. He became the nigga Suge was talking about, all in the videos, dancing. He wasn't on the records, but you know, like he said, once he got on, he didn't need Dame. That's tough. I mean, it's true. Once you become, once you get to a certain point, dog, you don't need the niggas who started with you. Well, he got to. Well, he got to one point. And he wanted to be a businessman. He said, "I ain't splitting his money three ways." But Rockefeller's day, Dame, Dame, Jay, and Biggs 
forever and ever. So for that's kind of. But Irv was around. That's why I nigga him created Rock Nation. Definitely. Uh, I mean, he went and did it on his own. I mean, he had help, but I mean, he went and did it on his yeah. own. So, you know, it's just how it is. I mean, if you think about every success story, very rarely are the people who started normally there when it when it pops. Yeah. You, know, you normally either pay them or phase them out. In some cases. In most cases. I mean, shit, look at Microsoft. Yeah. All the motherfuckers that was together, and that nigga, Bill Gates, was like, all right, y'all just going to get y'all percentage, but it's only going to be one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Same thing with Apple. Same thing with Amazon. Money. Yeah. $100 million, $100 million split three ways instead of all coming to me, and then I figure out how to split it with others this year. Or $100 million split three ways now. Get y'all up out of there when this bitch worth a hundred billion. I just pay y'all percentage. Facebook, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's different. Did he drop the new the album? Same way, yeah, I know, bro. I like it though, only because you like that he dropped it or you've heard it. No, I it, oh, it's I dropping about, September fifteenth. Like, how the hell? Oh, I ain't that I ain't that cold yet. Where I'm you getting said, you said you said you like it, like you heard. No, I, I, like. I like the direction he going and he going into the R and B bag. It's a definitely a it's one thing for sure. It's no more R and B groups, so all the motherfuckers we grew up with, we got to go see them because ain't no more of them. And then it's R and B singers, but it's almost like R and B damn near then got kind of phased out to pop music because, of course, it's R and B music, but it's not as prevalent. That shit is on purpose, dog, because it hasn't. Like once you get to a certain stardom, that automatically make you a pop artist. Yeah, so it's like. You know what I'm saying? Like, they'd be like... like LMA is a fucking R&B. Through but, and through. But they categorize her as a pop artist. Yeah. So... With Same this, thing with her and SZA. Yeah. They are R&B singers. Summer but Walker. they make them... She's ratchet. But they make her... They make them pop artists. Ari Lennox. That's, that's all R&B music, bro. Yeah. So Diddy... Um, Except Chris Brown. Chris Brown chose pop. Definitely. But, they, like, but his sound changed. Uh, him punching Rihanna. Made him change that. They stopped fucking with him. No. Because they, like, he got bigger after that, bro. Uh, She got bigger. He got bigger, too. No, he 100% got bigger. You tripping. A little, a little down the line, though. I mean, of course you're going to take a step back. You can't just be punching bitches, but. This is true. Diddy got, um, a love, whatever the fuck he going by. He got a lot of people on his album. So it's a compilation album, kind of, of course. But he got. Tiana Taylor, he got Babyface, he got The Dream, got a bunch of people on the album. I'm interested to see uh, um, how it goes um, as far as the album goes. It seems like it's going to be a, a, a good record. Um, I'm, or I'm hoping it's going to be a, a good record. Like, praying it's going to be a good record. Should be. Because Diddy is great at, at R&B, so... We'll see how it goes. We just need some new music, some new vibes, man. Like, what's the song of the summer? Put it on the floor. Fuck is that? What? What Cardi and Lotto, nigga? See, I ain't never know the name of that song. I can't tell you no lyric. You know why? Because I for sure I watched that video if it if it was one, or I seen on IG on mute. You couldn't tell it. You couldn't tell. You couldn't what? I probably watched the video if I seen the real. I probably watched that shit on mute. But you say you couldn't tell me no lyric. Probably. You definitely know a lyric, nigga. Put it on the flow? Yeah, nigga. Rip me out the plastic. I'm acting brand new. 
Oh, I would have thought the name of the song was Rip Me Out the Plastic. That would have made the title better. That's the song of the summer? Absolutely. That's crazy. What you think the song of the summer is? I don't know. I be thinking, shit, I be hearing Sexy Red every fucking word. I be thinking she got the song of the summer. I'm not saying that shit, that one shit. Don't you do it. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, cool. Do you really not know or you just... I mean, Sexy Red got two songs, so... Yeah, you know the second one. I ain't saying that shit. It's a nigga at work to be walking by saying that shit. I be want to throw shit at him. <laughs> fuck you doing that for? But yeah, that shit, and then Pound Town been out for forever. So nice. I feel like, right? Yeah, but I think Put on the Fuck was probably... Song, song, of, song of the Summer? That's crazy. Yeah. That's two years ago. I, I ain't been in no club. I ain't been in no club, though, to hear, like, what's the... I mean, all my friends are DJ, so... So then he would say... I, I know the song now for sure, Remy on the Plaza, but he would say that's the um I mean we can call it asking let's see. Yeah, like what the hell is the song of the summer? I think that was the song of the summer. Not that uh I'm not gonna say it. I'd be tempted to say that shit though. That shit kinda catchy, that sexy red shit. What's the song of the summer, bro? So I said put it on the flow. So sexy red. I don't give it to none of them. It's just something. It's one of them. It's one of them. It's, no, it's nobody <laughs> it's independently. A it's, it's a female rapper. Okay. Well, so he's saying that he's saying it's a girl record, not one specifically. The females have been kind of running rap. All right, somewhat. bro. I just needed a DJ's perspective. Females are the most prevalent. Yo, shout right out now. DJ Limelights. I didn't see you hit the button. I almost thought you had that shit like time. <laughs> that was dope. Yeah. Um, that's what I would say. I mean, but like you said, I mean, it's it's a couple of them. Yeah, I can't wait till we get a we gotta get a woman on here so we can ask them. I want to ask them about how they view the lyrics now and how people talking about having your daughter sing that compared to Lil Kim and Foxy Brown. 15, 20 years ago saying lick my pussy and all that with Dolce & Gabbana and Chanel on. Because I don't really see the dip. Maybe they're a little more raunchier. They just raunchier now. And it just consume differently. And Sexy Red look like Young Thug. That she does. She said she don't. I would say I don't like a nigga too. So yeah. I was a bitch. So. Yeah, I would just, you know, you gotta own up to your shit sometimes. Uh, Ghost is going to Vegas. I will be in Vegas from Starting Wednesday till we'll see. So um, you ain't giving your Super Bowl pick, man, before we get up out of here. Super Bowl? Yeah, season start Thursday, man. I ain't thought about it. I know, because I'm going to be a circuit watching it. Yeah, man. Just Stadium throw, swim, nigga. Throw something out there for the beginning. Well, don't throw the Super Bowl pick out yet. We'll come back after the week. I have no one. idea about I I haven't thought about the NFL, bro. Are the Lions beating the Chiefs Thursday night? I want to say they are, but I'm not cocky enough as some of my uh, friends are to bet cheese on it. What's the line on that game? Let's see. I got confidence that they're going to. Six and a half. Yeah, I got confidence they're going to come to play. But, but they're still Lions. Still the Lions. That's, that's till, how many games are they going to win? I think they're going 11 and six. Wow. Guarantee. You going to put some liquor on it? Not no bad liquor. <laughs> That was you that said you was, you was going to do that. And that just showed me how our friendship goes. You let me do that shit. You I, you could have said Ciroc. Nigga said. All that shit. 
Texas same to me. I take uh, if they don't win eleven games, you drinking a pint of what? I gotta be a pint. Why well, I can't just take like four, no, no, nigga, four shots. It's a pint. Cause you you didn't even take four shots of the last year. Man, you want to do this shit by yourself? <laughs> it's the eighty-seven podcast featuring me. You never cast it on the other bets. So. I drank a lot of that shit though. I, I drank most. I drank most. You ain't drink most of nothing. I did. I mixed that shit with juice, bro. That shit is impossible. <laughs> like that shit was impossible, bro. Bro, that's like, all we cra- used to drink. What you talking about? It's impossible. That ain't all we used to drink. I ain't drink college, bro. Yeah, remember I ain't go to college. Uh, all we used to drink. I drank that bro. shit when I got around y'all. That's all you could baby. afford, bro. I was working. Was poor. I drink a rose. I'm glad y'all niggas here to tell the story of that because God, that shit sucked, bro. That's what we used to drink. I'm like, nigga, even the juice ain't cut this shit like heroin. Like it's not doing nothing to it. Um, a pint of. Don't look back there. That shit bland. I ain't drinking no bullshit, bro. I'm sorry. Do Martell come in a pint? Yeah, Martell. The blue pint. Swift, though, not the. Martell. Nigga, that's good liquor, though. Yeah, I'm not drinking no bad shit. I'm just gonna drink. I'm not doing. I'm not drinking no more bad shit, bro. I might have COVID complications later down in life, nigga. I ain't about to die like that. Yeah, I be fucked <laughs> you up. You gonna die from drinking Mohawk, so nigga? Yes, nigga. I almost died that time. No, man. you didn't, though. Man, I just take uh uh, I take two pint- shots of pearl no, vodka. No, bro, you gonna drink a pint. A Ciroc pineapple. Straight? Now you just got to drink the pint. Can I mix it? You got to drink the pint, bro. All right. A pint of Ciroc pine. Can I? You picking? What? I don't like pineapple. Oh, peach. All right, peach. All right. Peach ain't bad. All right. So a pint of Ciroc pizza down with 11 games. Yep. You motherfuckers better go 12 and 5. They play 17 games now. See, that's the only shit we could bet on. Like, we can't bet on the Tigers and no other shit. And that oh it wasn't a lie. I bet on the fuck ass Pistons to win. How many games said it's gonna win? Thirty. Yeah. Bitches won like nineteen games. Yeah. Twenty two. That's crazy. And you ain't you ain't cashing that bet either. It's cool though. That was a, no. That was the bet. It was the Pistons. That was the bet. Oh yeah. I thought you bet on the Lions too though. Hell no. No, because you said it was gonna go like eight and something. Nah, I ain't say that. It was the Pistons for sure. It wasn't the Lions. Yeah, you bet on the line. The yeah, I wasn't gonna go over. Games. I wasn't gonna go over two, nigga. Were they yeah. just picked in the draft? Like nine? Yeah, they got fucked up. They should have been in. The oh, they won like five. eight games last year, right? Who the Lions? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And they won like eight games. These niggas gotta win eleven games. You can't regress. Come on, man. Say what? If they, you shouldn't regress. That's bad. So if they win eleven and I ain't got to drink that, then you gonna drink the pint? I gotta drink the. I didn't say that they were or weren't. The bet with you, it's the podcast bet. So I took the eleven. What if I say ten? That's just weak. <laughs> just saying. No. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know that shit. We I think they're gonna win the division. So well, you gotta make a bet. Then. So if they don't win the division, if they fucking win eleven games. Nigga, Minnesota must have been twelve and five. Or I'm some just, shit. That's possible. If they don't win a division. So how are we going to play that? So what if they win 11 and win the division? Then we both win, nigga. And we ain't got to drink nothing. That ain't no fun. All right, we'll do it that, like that. All right. Then. If they don't win the division, I'm going to go. The Lions going to win the division. And I got to drink what? Uh, I got Ciroc, so you got to drink a pint of. Oh, you just drink a pint of regular Ciroc. 
No flavor. That shit worse. You can mix that shit though. You can mix pineapple, nigga. I mean peach. Go mix it. You can mix regular man. Right. Make you it a is ditty. What it is. I don't, I don't fuck with vodka at all. I don't know. Me the fuck either. That's a big-ass bug, whatever I just stepped on. God damn. It is. She got me nervous, see? The end of the world coming. Yep. I don't give a fuck about this base. Uh, that's it, y'all. Uh, appreciate y'all for checking out the last episode of Chairs. Uh, Still a chair? Was it a chair? It's not a chair. Either way it go, motherfuckers were swinging chairs. Uh, salute to everybody that's been tapping in on, on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere. Uh... We fuck with y'all heavy. We coming. Pause. We bring a Louis luggage. And we out. It's the 87 podcast. Hey, I don't know what button I'm supposed to push. Come on, man. Just pick just pick what. I think it's this one. No, it's not. Till oh. next time, take care of yourself. There we go. And each other. <laughs>